And hello, everybody. Welcome back to Way of the Truth Warrior. My name is David Whitehead. Very happy to be here with you today. It is, what day is it? It's Monday, the 21st of March, 2022. I hope you're all well, wherever you're watching in the world. Um, I have an awesome returning guest here. We have Josh Reed joining me in a minute. And we're going to break down current events, Ukraine, the pandemic, biolabs, and uh, all kinds of other cool stuff, whatever comes to our minds. And it's definitely not the first time Josh has been on the show. We've had many very in-depth conversations. I've always loved picking his brain and seeing what kind of ideas he has about what's going on. Before I bring him in, I just want to give you a few quick announcements. Um, I have just finished up Chapter 7 of Cult of the Medics. I'm going to be dropping that, doing a live viewing this Thursday, Thursday, what is it, the 24th? Thursday, the 24th? I think that sounds about right. Um, anyways, this Thursday at the same time as we're doing this show, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, and whatever it is in Europe. I think it's 10 or 11 p.m. Um, so you can join me here right on these channels. I'll be streaming it out live. We'll have a little viewing party. And then, of course, as always, I'll be releasing the chapter so you can pick it up at cultofthemedics.com. You can download it. You can share it. Uh, this one's a doozy. And there's a lot of information coming your way in this chapter. I'm very excited about it. A uh, quick shout out to my sponsor. We've been really killing it, guys. PatriotSwitch.com forward slash Truth Warrior. That's the site we created to give you and your friends and family an option of where you can reallocate your dollars because it is the last vote that we have, seeing as they're rigging all of our elections. And we need to starve the beast. We need to take our money away from the people that literally just looted our economy blind and are trying to destroy the middle class. And uh, so we need to start reallocating our resources, finding local farms, finding local um, you know, food stands, gardens, starting our own gardens, getting in with our fellows in the community, starting potluck dinners, having conversations with our fellow human beings, and taking away our energy and our money and our support from this system that is desperately trying to enslave us. So uh, that's, that's how we roll the Truth Warrior, guys. Go check it out. And what else was I going to mention? We got the viewing on Thursday. I got some good guests lined up. I hope you guys all caught the recent uh, interviews that I did with Dr. Judy Mikovits. And um, I had a bunch of I had a bunch of really good interviews. Anyways, go check it all out at dwtruthwarrior.com. Really, really hard hitting stuff. And I'm also going to be dropping a really serious conversation that I had with Gary Wayne. Um, I'm going to be dropping that real soon, getting into pharmacia, the history of the Knights of Malta, getting deeper down the rabbit hole of the cult of the medics. Um, he's actually going to be featured in this upcoming chapter and drop some really, really good information. So stay tuned for that. And I think that's all, everybody. So let me go ahead and bring in my guest. Let me bring the man in here. There he is, Mr. Josh Reed, redpills.tv. You can go check out his website. He's been doing content like a champ over there. Always good to see you, brother. Welcome back to Truth Warrior. What's up, David? How we doing, my friend? Hey, you know, doing what we can. Uh, haven't been sleeping much lately because I've been working <clears throat> like crazy. I'm sure you've been doing a lot too. I see you pumping out awesome content. You're working on documentary series. You're working on your member platform. You've got a new research project that you're doing. Give us a quick little update before we jump into our topic here, bro. Yeah, no, this uh, this next Saturday, I'll actually be speaking at an event in Arizona about the border crisis that's going on there at Tim Foley's event. Um, if people want information on that, they can go to redpills.tv. We'll have it up there. Uh, we're working on the Slave Matrix. You can, uh, I think the website's up now, slavematrix.com. It's set for release in May. 
Um, and so what that is, is a documentary series or a docu-series pertaining to the destruction of the old guard and the entering of the new, the, the destruction of the old kingdom, the entering of the new, the entering into the new age, uh, what we've coined as the analemma wave of what's happening, why it's happening, and what this really, this esoteric agenda that's happening on this planet is really about. And this is about the transition of keeping humanity in a slave state, moving from this current legal slave state into a new digital metaverse slave state and why they're doing that specifically targeting transhumanism, targeting the dehumanization, dehumanization of, of, of all of us. But sorry, I interrupted you by showing the, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, no, no. it just popped up. I didn't know it was going to come in, but there it is, guys, slavematrix.com. And actually, Josh and I did an interview not that long ago about this. You can find it in my playlist, and he kind of rolls out the whole thing. I'm looking forward to this, man. This is going to be great. Yeah, man, yeah, absolutely. Man, absolutely. We, got we got an echo, an echo here. here. Oh, is there an echo? Oh, hold yeah, on. Yeah. Maybe I'll stop sharing screen. There All we right. go. Is that better? Good now. Yeah, I think we're good now. Okay. But yeah, so... I've been working on that. The first episode is going to be called Mystery Babylon. If you guys remember the Mystery Babylon series from Bill Cooper, um, I'm going to be basically doing a summarization over that and taking off where he left out because he really didn't get to finish much of it. And a lot has happened since then. Uh, Bill Cooper, one of the, my, my, the people that I look to the most for a lot of this information, source information, because those people back in the day, the radios and the podcasts, or before they were known as podcasts, right? The shows that they did, they always referenced the material. Go read this book. Go read this book. Read this book. And that's something that we have to get back to. And that's what I absolutely love doing is tell people to go read books because that's where you're going to find the most information. But we are seriously in the midst of what my friend Ben Stewart would call an esoteric agenda being played out on this planet. And interestingly enough, David, is it all aligns to what's happening right now in Ukraine, with Russia, with China, the United States, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden. I mean, this is so intertwined and connected how it all fits together. It's like a glove. Um, and I mean, we're looking at puppets on a stage. We're looking at scripted aspects, scripted narrative. We're looking at a playbook unfolding and we're, we're watching what's happening and we need to be active participants. And I know this is something you talk about a lot. We need to get involved in what's happening so we can help uh, bring back freedom, liberty, and justice around the world. And that's what we're all fighting for. We were just talking before, <clears throat> excuse me, about the Great Awakening. We are in the midst of the Great Awakening. We're coming to what I would call a critical mass. My actually, my show tonight, The Daily Dose, which is airs after this, is titled Critical Mass. And because we're coming to this point of critical mass where they can no longer hide, <clears throat> excuse me, they can no longer hide the truth. And it's coming out so fast that they have to move their plans along faster. They have to bring back former narratives. And we called this a while back, about two and a half years ago. I said, we're going to see a global firestorm event. It's more like a fire sale, right? As everything starts happening all at the same time. We said that you're going to see World War III start to break out. Instability in the Middle East, instability in South China Sea, and in Eastern Europe. What do we got now? You're going to see a, a resurgence of a new variant of the virus that's going to be even more deadly. What did Israel just have? You have 30 million people in quarantine in China. This is all coming about again. We said you're going to have uh, infrastructure, cyber attacks, and instability. We're starting to see that. You had Amazon, Twitter, Facebook, all of those guys down with a cyber attack last week. We said we we're going to see massive supply chain disruptions, and we're going to see that. People don't even – I'm telling people right now, 
If you think gas is expensive now, wait three months. The supply chain disruptions literally take about three to six months before you actually see them on the store shelves. Um, the gas station right down the street from myself, they didn't sell gas this Saturday and Sunday because they didn't have any. Okay, so this is going to get very, very serious here in the sense of the supply chain. The other part is global economic collapse, and this starts with the debasing of the United States dollar. And this process is in progress right now. It's happening right before our eyes. I can explain that on the economic standpoint of why it's happening, what is happening. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And China holds the majority of the keys for that. Um, and so we have all that. And now we have what's going on in Ukraine, and this is just a crazy issue. But yeah, David, so I appreciate you giving me the time to kind of give you this update. But this is what we focus on. I call it the unfolding global conspiracy. Um, and we talk about this on redpills.tv. We have our private social network, the socialredpill.com, which people are more than welcome to join, completely free to join. Um, and I, I believe you're on there as well. You get on there occasionally and post, and we have a great time on there talking about all these topics. But um, I've been busy, man. I've been reading books. I've been researching. I've been watching documentaries. Um, and I, it's just hard to believe that we're here. Yeah. Right? Because we've is. been waiting for this for so long. And now it's here. I'm like, oh, no, I don't really want to go through this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that's what's been. That's great, man. And wow, great summary. There's, there is so much going on. And um, I sometimes sit back and, you know, we all go on this roller coaster of, is there some big breaks coming? Is there, is the great awakening happening or are people just getting dumber? Like what's, what's the real truth? And you it depends on who you meet that day. It depends on what experiences you have. It's that tight and it shifts by the hour. It shifts by the minute. And it's like time is speeding up or something. And, and it's like that idea of warp speed. You know, maybe this operation warp speed is a lot different uh, than what we may have thought it was. And uh, the fact that now everything is accelerated and that's what I see because I was following this back. We, we've been following this stuff for many years and nothing has happened in the past like it's happening now in terms of how many things are happening at the same time. Right. So, so many things happening at the same time. You can barely get your pulse on, on all these different events before there's a new event or before they're switching. And to me, that is a sign that there is some panicking happening behind the scenes. There is some moves being made by all sides, by the people that are trying to defend their sovereignty of their country, that are trying to defend freedom, that are trying to defend, you know, what we're trying to defend. And then there's the people that are trying to take it away. People that want power, money, control, and all that stuff. Um, and there's a war that's happening. And that war is happening on the entire planet. It's not just between this faction and that faction. This is happening in the psyche of all human beings walking the planet. It's even happening, I think, in nature in general, these shifts that are taking place. And I think it has a lot to do with where we're situated, the timing of everything. Um, and also, I believe that humans have an effect on reality. Our consciousness, where it's pointed at, can affect reality. If it's all pointed at the mainstream news, if it's all pointed at all the carrots that are being dangled in front of us, then reality shifts towards that paradigm. But then when people break away and stop chasing the carrot on the stick and start watching shows like yours and mine and researching for their, by themselves and thinking for themselves and reading books and doing all those great things that you were mentioning. And then suddenly realizing, Hey, the purpose of life is so much greater than this world that they're trying to create for me. Uh, I am a free being, you know, and, and that, that amplifies the frequency of that. And then when you shake somebody's hand and you talk to them, they feel it from you and either they hate you or they love you. And it's, it's, 
so we're seeing this shakeup happen where we're not all playing ball with this agenda that they want. Um, we're not playing ball in Canada. I mean, no matter how much they like to pretend the truckers just went away and nothing's happening and they got all arrested and, uh, they, you should have seen the convoy happening up the road from me in British Columbia. It's massive. And it's, it, this was after British Columbia said they were going to drop the mandates. So dropping the mandates isn't good enough. People want justice and they know that there's, there's more going on with the fact that this pandemic is about, it's a global coup. It's, it's a global coup and there's something bigger happening and people see that. And so as this awareness shifts our thinking and we shift other people's thinking, I believe we have the power to affect this game, even if there is no white hat operation or there aren't any good guys at the top uh, helping us. If we're all alone, we can still win this. And I think we are. It's just, I don't think we're out of the woods yet. I think we got a lot in store. What do you think about that? It's going to get much worse before it gets better. But right. what you just said there is, I mean... I could I could explain what I've discovered through my research in the sense of what we call the analemma wave and how this actually occurs and why this is all important. Um, and maybe we'll get into that here, but we create our own reality. And the narrative in the social and cultural aspect has been shifted towards doom and gloom, towards fear. This is why fear is propagated through the narrative that they display within the mainstream media and social networks. And this is why you go from COVID pandemic and then they ease that back, right? You got the dog in the corner, Pavlov's dog in the corner, and you just beat them the piss out of them. Now you're going to give them a bone. You're going to let them out of the corner, give them a little bit of freedom. And then all of a sudden, war with Russia and Ukraine, you get a whole new crisis that propagates fear onto that. Now that's winding down and the COVID pandemic's coming back up again. And right, so they're entraining humanity into a process of thought of fear directed towards the creation of the future reality. And so what we need to do is we need to change our thinking. This is what the great awakening is about. Knowledge ultimately will set you three free because once you understand how the game is played, once you understand how reality is unfolding and that you are prime participant in it, this goes back to the law of cause and effect. Once you're a causation within reality and no longer reacting to what other people are causing, you become a creator. And when you start creating your own reality, reality starts mimicking and manifesting and reflecting what you are creating. And if we all do that in a combined fashion, this is the biggest secret that's been hidden from mankind. If we all come together in a collaborative combined fashion, they lose. It's over and done with, and there's nothing they can do. This is the whole purpose of the Great Awakening, is as this truth and information comes about, you have to ask yourself, how is it coming about? It's coming about because people are waking up and they're digging and they're bringing it out. They're coming to the surface and go, look what I found. Look what I right. found. See how this all comes together? And it's and more and more people. It. Yeah, we're all doing it. And as more in that, of that comes together, it transfixes reality and shifts it towards something of freedom, of hope, of love. Because that's what we have in our hearts and that's what's projected ultimately out there. For the longest time, these people have controlled the narrative. They have controlled the social dictum. They have controlled every aspect of our reality and we just mindlessly went along with it. And you know, partly this problem that's happening right now on the planet is due to us, it's due to our ignorance. But you know what, you know what another word for ignorance or the religion of ignorance is? It's Luciferianism, it's Satanism. That's what that is. It's keeping people in a perpetual state of ignorance and utilizing their ignorant actions, which cause carbon confliction unto them for your own benefit. That is Satanism in a freaking nutshell. 
And that's what these people are, is they don't believe in the soul. They don't believe in consciousness, or at least they don't believe in yours. And they believe that they have some type of authority or right from the knowledge that they've acquired to rule over you. And they are perpetuating this agenda onto the planet, and they don't care. They're not moving forward. They're not going to stop. They, I, As I've said before, they will scorch the earth. They will rid this planet of every human being before they ever give up power again. And, and that's important to understand because what are we seeing? Happy? David, we were talking about this, the firestorm event, right? I called this over two years ago. How? I looked at their playbook. I, I looked at what they've done in the past and I looked at a chessboard and I said, okay, if these are the moves that I have on a chessboard and this is potentially how this unravels, right? What are the best ways to go about this? If I wanted to do world domination, create a world government and enslave humanity and get rid of 85% of the world's population. Well, this is what I would do. And wow, I was, <laughs> we were spot on and that's not good. Cause I don't like being right about these things, but yeah. If I'm right about that, then I'm also, we should be right about this other aspect that all we need is a global awakening that happens so fast. It comes to a critical mass to where the information floods out, drip, drip, flood so fast that it can't be stopped. And these people eventually have to be held accountable. Now they're going to put their puppets up there and say their puppets need to be held accountable. Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. These are the people. No, 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 no. There is a high level cult that is operating in this world right now. And I know people... And the regular political spectrum are like, ah, oh, this guy's crazy. I can prove it to you. I can show you. David can prove it to you. David can show you. You go watch Cult of the Medics. You'll understand exactly what we're talking about. There are some high-level secret societies that have infiltrated every aspect of academia, politic, of social, cultural. They've infiltrated all the old social um, secret societies. And now they control this whole um, arrangement of knowledge of our history and our past. And if he who controls the history controls the future. And that's exactly what they're doing now. They're bringing us to this point where choices and decisions are going to have to be made. This is what we call the precipice. They are bringing humanity to the precipice and their hopes are that we're going to be so beaten in fear, um, drugged up that we're going to be so damaged from vaccines and other things that we're not going to stand up for humanity. We're not going to stand up for ourselves. They're going to attack us individually. First, they came for the trade unionists. I did nothing. Then they came for the communists, and I did nothing. Then they came for the socialists, and I did nothing. Then they came for me, and there's no one left to stand with me. And this is a Martin Niemöller in World War II Germany, a pastor who was talking about how he watched it happen, watched it unfold, but did nothing because they weren't coming after him. And when we start to see this unraveling, the United States is one of these key points and key aspects of what's happening. And so uh, there is a law just passed the other day. Uh, this was the spending bill in the United States of America. And for the longest time, we knew that the Democrats were going to come after gun laws here in the United States of America. Right. And so we have uh, uh, doing it what, here, too. Yep. Section 11.01 of the one point five trillion dollar spending bill that was just passed. You go to section one one zero one. It's the NICS Denial Act of 2022. And basically what it says, David, is if I go buy a firearm in the United States of America, I have to go through the system called NICS. It's a background check. It goes to the ATF and FBI, and it just makes sure that I don't have a, a felony or something like that. I'm not a, a woman abuser, and I don't have any mental issues. Well, 27% of all the denials in that system, okay, so are, make up all the claims. So basically, people go in there, 27% of them are going to be denied immediately. 99% of those 27% are false positives. 
This is from these are statistics from the gun owners of America. 99% of the 27% are false positives. Now, what they just passed in this bill is that if you get denied at an NICS background check and purchasing a firearm, that immediately opens an investigation in a file that goes to your local police, which have the authority of the ATF, federal authority, and they begin an investigation on you and will show up to your house and they're going to ask you questions. They're going to look around. They're going to pull all your social media posts. Wow. And now you have red flag gun laws were passed before this to where if you're mentally unstable, if they perceive you as a threat, or if your neighbor calls on you, they can take your guns away and restrict you from buying guns. That's how all this fits in together. They're coming for your guns here in the United States of America. If you don't believe me, go read it yourself. And I've always said that this is going to be, you know, five in the morning, your neighbor is going to have a knock on the door. It's going to be the FBI in full force, 20, 30 people storming his house and taking him out. You get woken up by someone breaking down a door. Are you going to go help your neighbor? And it's the FBI? Hmm. Probably not. No, but that's how they're going to do with a lot of these people who are the leaders in militias and those levels of community that have organization over militias or people who are armed that could potentially be a threat to them. And that's how this will unfold. Um, we've seen well, this they tried this before, Josh, right? Yeah. Like they've been trying to do this for decades in America. They've been trying to do the, they, they did this in Australia. That's why Australia became immediately a prison camp. And when COVID started, um, and the thing that's interesting is that now because of what they established as, um, what's the word I'm looking for as like, uh, a, a, a a set of principles they can base it off of, off, off of COVID, all the laws, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they can now use that as a way of getting the, the psychological profile to say you're crazy because yep. now you are crazy. If you question the government about COVID, even if you have scientific data to back it up, it doesn't matter if you're not wearing a mask, if even if you're not mandated, yep. they can still start to use these things and get the public to support it, to say, look, they're crazy. Now they can do it in Canada where they're like, look, this guy has a bunch of Canadian flags on his truck. He was out there, you know, cheering for the truckers. So he must be mentally unstable. So we can take his property away and they'll start with guns and then it'll be your house. And then your kid, like we know, the, and like you said, when you know the playbook and you see what they're trying to do, because the good thing, well, the bad thing, but a good thing in terms of where we're at is we can see what they've done in other countries. For his, this is why I talk to people from Eastern European countries. I talk to people from Venezuela. I talk to people from China, Cuba, and they tell me this. And I go, oh, so that's how they did it over there? Okay. And you just wait five minutes and now it's starting to happen in Western countries, right? Well, so in the United States, the, the Department of Homeland Security last year put out an advisory about domestic homegrown terrorism. This last few weeks, they've updated this and actually created a domestic terrorism task force to investigate this. You remember this came out of uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland's memo from the teachers union that he sent to the FBI stating to investigate the parents that were going to these school board meetings. If we all remember this in the United States, so this is where all this stemmed from. That's when people started paying attention to the DHS. Well, the DHS just came out with a new document with revised statutes pertaining to the investigation of homegrown domestic terrorism. And this includes anybody propagating a false narrative about Russia, anybody propagating a false narrative about vaccines and COVID, or that uh, the election in 2020 was stolen. So this is right. how they do that's, it. That's the other thing. All these stories, right? Like if, if you spoke out against... The fact that, say, the people that run Black Lives Matter are making all these millions of dollars and they own these mansions in Beverly Hills or whatever. And you're kind of like, oh, that's a little fishy. They're like, oh, you're this, you know, see what they can do is they've crafted everything around, you know, that ceremony at Bohemian Grove, the cremation of care. Yeah. 
this is a mass version of that. And it's a mass version of a few different rites and rituals that are done to basically make sure that they have your allegiance. So right now it's all about the, well, it started with, let's say if we go with COVID, it was the virtue signaling in the public. They needed to get that nice and, um, nice and big in people's minds so that they're out there saying, well, I'm standing with the government narrative and Pfizer's narrative over here because I'm a good person trying to help save innocent lives. So that's an easy narrative that people that don't think for themselves and just hear that go, well, I want to be that good person. I want to, I want to save lives. So I'll just do whatever I'm told. That's the way they hook them in. Then with look, black lives matter, the name of the organization is an obvious name that of course, black lives matter, all lives matter. Right. But now, even if you say all lives matter, <laughs> you're a racist. Yep. Like that's, that's where we're at, but, but they've weaponized the name so that nobody can attack it. Right. It's an unassailable, they're hoping for an unassailable position. Like in Sun Tzu's Art of War, if you have an unassailable position, you can't be taken down. So they project that by saying, well, support this cause over here, but you don't know you're supporting this Luciferian globalist thing. Okay. And then you go over to the Ukraine situation and go, look, the poor women and children and innocent people of Ukraine, of which I personally don't want anything like that bad to happen to any well, innocent person. Not. Or even the Russian right? civilians. Yeah. yeah. But, but. The thing is, is you're not allowed to have the full conversation about the history of the region, the real history of Russia. Nobody's even heard what Putin's even been saying. There, there's the biolab thing. There's the, there's all kinds of there's crime and corruption. There's the Nazification of Ukraine. There's, um, you know, so the biolabs. There's so many things that you're not allowed to bring in that would actually change. Right. But that doesn't matter because they're trying to sell a narrative. And the narrative for the normie public is I stand with Ukraine. While I raise the Marxist fist. with Ukraine. Right, but it's I like... I turn my, my flag blue and yellow. I love <laughs> the Ukrainian people. Well, funny about the colors, I did a show on color symbolism with Ukraine just for fun, just to pull that out. And I don't even, I'm just saying, guys, what do you think? Like, look at the PR alone to mm -hmm. say they're trying to, they're creating, the what these are, what I'm trying to say with this thing is they are creating brands out of every issue. They're creating issues and then branding it and they're using that knowledge that branding and marketing firms and the media has to get people to support things without their even their conscious knowledge of why they support those things. They just support it. They don't realize they love the light blue and the light yellow colors because that's the blue sky with the sun. They don't people don't think like that. Right. And those same colors were used on the covid marketing to go get vaccines and to lock your kids under their bed and stuff. Go look like at that. Snoop Dogg at the Super Bowl or Snoop Dogg at the Super Bowl or that's what colors yeah. he was wearing. We could do this every day, right? Like yeah. getting, and, and I, I also don't want to be that guy that's saying every symbol and every color is just the lumina. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, my question is, and let me just throw it at you. Give it what, why are people that I regard as intelligent, smart people that were on my side about everything going on with this pandemic and other things and understand very well that there is an agenda for this great reset that's openly admitted. It's easily to demonstrate to anybody. And yet they're still falling for the Ukraine stuff. Or it may be that person didn't fall for Ukraine, but they're smart on every other geopolitical issue. I've spoken to them and interviewed them on other things, but they're falling hook, line and sinker for COVID. Right. It's I, like, I, yeah. Why is that? What do you I, think? I think, it, I think at one point in time, um, when you're attacked endlessly by through psychological warfare means, because that's what we're in. We're, we're in a war of psychological warfare for us. Yes, then they're actually in a real physical war that's happening. That's that's 
leaking out into the street, right? Um, but I think when you're bombarded with so much over time that eventually you you give in, that you just can't take it anymore, mm. that, that you can't believe it, it's all true. You can't, you can't like, well, this is just another thing. There's no way this can be related to this or, you know, or it's coming from trusted sources. I mean, Trump is out there supporting Ukraine. I mean, Trump's administration, former administration, Grinnell, all these guys, they're supporting Ukraine. Dan Scavino supporting Ukraine. Everybody is perpetuating that aspect of it. And the reason is, is because there's too many secrets in Ukraine that none of them want released. And it doesn't matter what side of the house we're looking at. Um, but I think that there is massive psychological warfare. A lot of these things, too, is you have infiltrated agents. You have people who are working for the other side that have been maybe good people, people, and I'm not saying anything about your guests, but people that have been here, right, the whole long, like, yeah, you guys, you know, the vaccines and COVID and, and the deep state and the cabal, and then all of a sudden Ukraine comes around and, you know, that narrative's got to shift. They, now they have to shift the sentiment away from that because they have a certain amount of influencers they can bring and pull away from that whole aspect because that is a dangerous um context they'll be looking at ukraine in the truth of what ukraine actually was and is and what was happening in ukraine because ukraine is the keystone if you remember the cue boards the keystone was ukraine that is the keystone that Which is, is freaky right like whatever people yeah. want to say about that it's like yep that's yeah. just go type ukraine and on those boards and it's very interesting what you're going to find i just have to yep. say you pull that one card out and that card is ukraine and the whole house of cards tumbles down and so there's right. a lot riding on the narrative of Ukraine not being shown to the public. And so this is why you might have bad actors coming out and, and saying, hey, look, I support it. Or, you know, it's just so much, man. You know, eventually when you're bombarded with so much false and, and um, blatantly wrong information that you start believing it at some point. If you continuously put something out over and over, if you continuously lie to the people over and over and over and over again, eventually they're going to believe it. And, you know, we all have a threshold. So with a lot of people, I think many people are victims of psychological warfare. And that's what I hope to do tonight is to show people a little bit of the connectedness in Ukraine so they can understand that what Russia is doing is protecting Russia right now. That Russia is, in, in an international perspective, in a militaristic perspective, Russia has the right to do what they were doing, in my opinion. I don't agree with Russia. I don't like Putin. I don't think he's a good guy or a great leader. I support the Russian people. I support the Ukrainian people. But that's yeah. not who is in control here. These are the victims. And, you know, to note, and I want everybody to understand this, we had cardboard guns being displayed all over the news media. We had the island incident where the guys told the, the, the Russian soldiers to F off and they were all killed. That never happened. We had that boat, apparently, that Navy ship from Russia who did that, was said to be sunk. That never happened. Uh, we had... Uh, there was a recent well, one, too, where they had video game footage playing. We right. got that. There the, was another the, uh, the uh, another big story. Brian Cates was talking about it on Telegram. I should have pulled it up, but if you go to his Telegram, he writes about it, um, where he was talking about another incident where it was either CBS News or CNN or one of those guys put out a big story, and the footage they showed was actually from a war like five years Bosnia. ago. And, in the Middle East or something. So yep. they're, they're swapping out footage. So now I'm sitting there going, okay, like from day one, I've said it. I didn't do heavy coverage on Ukraine because I'm still trying to gather everything and I despise war and I don't, I know we're in mafia warfare and there's shuffling of the deck and everything. 
Um, I, I don't want any of the innocent people in the fi- in the line of fire of any of these gangs, right? But hero, lionizing Zelensky, come on. And lionizing all these other guys. And I'm not here to lionize Putin, but I'm here to say, well, the whole woke world, the World Economic Forum, the Rothschilds, Bill Gates, George Soros himself, Hillary Clinton, all of these people, Barack Obama, George Bush Jr., for crying out loud, is we got to stand with Ukraine. We have our one of our ministers here who's she's like our environmental minister or something. And she's giving a speech in parliament saying, not only do we have to support Ukraine, we have to give every part of our fibers and our sinew and our cells and everything to fighting this every second of every day. And I'm like, I've just never heard people that committed all of a sudden to this when like, you weren't you didn't say shit about Yemen. You didn't say shit about Ye- Libya, Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, you didn't say shit about those. And this is the one that you're going to put all your chips into. I've just got some questions, Josh. That's it. I just, I've got questions about this. man. Well, and you're right to have those questions. And so when we start looking at this, you have Ukrainian citizens coming out and saying there's, there's nothing happening that the Russian people are helping them evacuate that their own people are shooting at them and killing them. Now here's the thing. And this was the one thing that got me, David. And so I'm former military. I, my, my good buddy, he's a former Delta force member. And he was telling me about, uh, the, the missile damage that's happening in a lot of these buildings. He goes, this isn't mortar rounds. These, these are, um, these are us based missiles that are going in there and doing this. These are the weapons that Trump gave the Ukrainian. And so why are the Ukrainians utilizing these weapons against their own buildings? And obviously this, well, becomes- so sorry, let me catch that. So you're saying, cause this was what I was going to ask you. I've been hearing reports that it's the Nazi groups. I can't remember the name of them. The Azov. They, yeah, because Zelensky armed the population, right? Basically, it's like everybody pick up a gun and let's go fight. And there was the airsoft models. It's, a really, it's really not and they true. Gave them real guns. Yeah. They're, they're, there's reports that they're firing on their own people. Yes. So, so who's the real bad guys right now? So, Where's okay, the, so know? we'll get into the Nazi thing in a second, the Azov, the Azov battalions, how they all okay. came into being, why they came into being, what happened in 2014, 2011, 2008, why all that matters, the DTR rate. We'll get into all that in a second. But let's set the narrative, because this is what people need to see, of truth. Sure. So what we're seeing is they have to go out there and create, steal from a video game, steal from a movie, footage of an actual war or go steal from old wars of buildings being bombed in Bosnia and using those videos and saying, this is Ukraine right now. You gotta remember Russia has been on the edge of Kiev and they're going to take over Kiev every day for the last three weeks. And they still haven't gotten to Kiev yet because they're not going to Kiev. They're nowhere near Kiev. Everything that's happening in Kiev is Ukrainian forces dressed up as Russians and actually doing it upon themselves to keep this narrative perpetuated. Okay. So Think about this for a second. We gave them a whole bunch of Javelin missiles. When a Javelin missile hits, it actually penetrates in because they're anti-tank missiles. They penetrate in and then they explode in the internal. This is what we're seeing on the ballistics damage that's actually happening in a lot of these buildings. We can show that this is actually happening by U.S. military artillery that was given to them. So in Ukraine, you're seeing video footage being propagated on social media, on the news networks. That is not real. The Ghost of Kiev was a video game. The uh, all the videos are from old wars. Okay, David, there's 70 million cell phones in Ukraine. You're telling me that one person has videoed a battle, a gunfight, um, an air attack, 
a bombing, jets in the sky, an artillery strike, anti-tank strikes, not one, 70 million cell phones. So, so it's, you're telling me, and I'm still catching up because I've been, mm -hmm. I've had my head buried in cult of the medics. So I'm kind of still, yep. that's why I'm touching on the edges of Ukraine. Cause I'm not quite, but I know enough to know what's up with that. Um, basically there hasn't been, and people tell us in the chat, has there been footage of anything you're saying? Has, has anybody gotten that footage? Are we seriously sitting here and there's, it's been three and a half weeks and we still have no tangible evidence not coming from the mainstream news that there's actually this war happening. Is that, is that serious? That's serious. So basically what Russia did is remember Putin said, this is a spe special military operation, right? He had a convoy 40 kilometers long going to uh, the, I think it was the Eastern region of Ukraine, the Donbass region to basically annex them from Ukraine. He also sent certain special military units into the nuclear and the bio weapon labs facilities. Those are the only places they went. They stayed away from everything else. So all the war being propagated around Kiev is what we know of the Azov Battalion. And we've had Ukrainian citizens coming out and telling us that they are dressing up as Russian soldiers, utilizing Russian armaments and going in there and bombing their own schools, bombing their own hospitals, bombing their own people, shooting their own people. Just last week, the Fox News correspondent that was in Ukraine, the Eastern European correspondent in Fox News that was killed in Ukraine, was killed by Ukrainian soldiers. Not Russian, Ukrainian. But they're still propagating the narrative that Russia is doing this. Okay? So this is the thing. Russia is acting weak when really strong. So they had this 40 kilometer basically line of soldiers moving into the Donbass regions. I think they're still moving in. They had no heavy artillery or air support. You don't do that, especially if you're a ground force, okay? You don't move into those regions. Well, they've been relatively unaffected. Nobody's doing anything about them. They're just taking over the Donbass region, the Donetsk and the Lukash regions of these places because of what was happening there, okay? But Russia is trying to basically instigate NATO into a war. They want to instigate NATO into a war because NATO inherently for at least the last 30 years since the Warsaw Pact has been utilized as a forward aggression military force to keep Russia and China at bay through force and coercion by setting up military defense shields, by setting up bioweapon labs, um, uh, rogue nuclear facilities on the outskirts of those countries and warning them in the backdrop with blackmail, hey, don't you go do this, don't you go do that, and that's how NATO operates. And this is just nothing more than, you know, our our, our monocular bloodlines, the blue bloods, the, the banking cartels, utilizing their influence and force to keep developing and other world powers at bay. And so Russia finally is like, you know, they, you remember the 2014 election, Hillary Clinton was talking about putting military defense shields up in Ukraine and Poland, and Putin came out and said, you'll start World War III if you do this. Well, guess what? Ukraine just uh, was positioned to be a joining member of NATO. This whole time, Putin for the last eight years has talked about genocide being committed in the Donbass region in Ukraine. OK, he's brought this to the United Nations Security Council. He's brought this to the Human Rights Council at the United Nations and they've done nothing about it. And you'll find out here in a minute why they did nothing about it. But mm. instead, what they did is they basically backed up NATO on the boarding countries of Russia and threatened the heck out of them. And this is why Putin had to let it occur. Um, this is in 2000. Well, we'll get into that. But so now what happens is, excuse me, Zelensky comes out and says, I want to join NATO. And Putin says, no. And he goes, I want to join NATO or I'm going to go develop nuclear weapons. 
Well, Putin already knew he had nuclear weapons, and I'll tell you how we know this here in a second. And so that's when Putin decided to go in because he knew no resolution was going to come out. But they're going to utilize it to their advantage to basically instigate NATO into a war. Now, Putin made it very clear. Anybody who supports militaristically the Ukraine will be known as an enemy to Russia if it results in the death of Russian lives. The United States, through proxy of Poland, Eastern European nations, are giving arms, weapons, um, munitions. They're giving artillery. They're giving tons of weapons that are killing Russian soldiers. And Russia warned them against this. Now, the United States also came out and told China, hey, don't interfere with uh, with Russia. Don't support Russia. What a, what a hypocrite. Oh, you can interfere by giving them aid, but China can't? Who the hell are you to dictate that, world police, right? Okay. So what was going on that made Putin <clears throat> so angry? You got to understand the history of the Soviet Union, the history of Ukraine. So national socialism rose out of Nazi Germany. This actually rose out of 1848 Eastern Europe with Karl Marx, the rise of the Communist Manifesto, which was funded by Jacob Mayer Rothschild. Jacob Mayer Rothschild was a first cousin to Karl Marx. Okay, he funded the European Revolution, Socialist Revolutions in the mid-1800s, which ultimately failed. Okay. From that time, they've always wanted to get rid of certain monarchs who were in their way to forward world, world progression. Around the time of Madame Blavatsky, the Theosophist Society, and Albert Pike, the Freemason Lodges, all these aspects had been infiltrated by these Satanists, demonists, these, these occultists, these dark occultists, whatever you want to call them. They'd all been infiltrated. Madame Blavatsky actually helped spread the whole idea of communism and socialism. Elephas Levi, one of the high members in the Dark Council, this guy was a purebred socialist who went and tried to rewrite all the hermetic doctrines through his own interpretation, which were completely wrong. And so we start seeing this influence within secret society, within the knowledge base of our antiquity being perverted uh, or perverted, if you want to call it like that. And this brings alignment towards what happens in the early 1900s. Now, at the same time, you have eugenics courts coming about. This was, you know, Malthusian philosophy that's generated through the socialist doctrine and all these other philosophies that these guys align to. You had the hijacking of academia happening around the same time. And then you have Adolf Hitler, who basically is handpicked by a group of multinationalists to lead Germany. Now, World War One basically met, provided massive sanctions on the Germany, which perpetuated them into World War II. One of the guys that wrote, or one of the things that did that was the Treaty of Versailles. The Treaty of Versailles was actually written by Alan Dulles and his brother, who becomes the former head of the CIA in the United States and the FBI in the United States. Okay. He's also the one who oversaw the Nuremberg trials and gave immunity to the Nazi regiment known as the Jewel in Ukraine. So Ukraine became right. a pro- Nazi state in the northern part of Ukraine, and they were known as the Nazi Jewel. This is one of the head parts of the Nazi regime that was spreading out through Eastern Europe and gave them a positioning on the Red Soviets. That was such a well done history. I, I that's I don't even have anything to add to that. Um, I, all I would say is, okay, we got something going on in the chat. I just want to pull people in a little bit here. We got a couple people saying, I see that we haven't seen the videos or whatever of what we're talking about. And then of course I asked them to show the videos and they're saying, no, I got to go research them. I don't know where the links are, <laughs> but look, people, let's just, let's not get into the trip of I've got the, I've got the facts. You got, let's try to figure this shit out. Okay. Yeah. We don't have to fight with each other. 
Just bring the evidence. And my issue with videos these days is the fact that so many of them can be doctored. And we've just explained how they're already using fake videos, which that has been confirmed. So if there really is, I'm not saying there isn't conflict happening or there isn't casualties or any of that, but it's not even close to the scale of what the media is right. saying that it is. And when they need to go to fake footage and fake photos and fake stories, what the hell does that tell you? What else do you really need to know? That's my question. I don't have the facts. None of us are standing on the ground in Ukraine right now. None of us are sitting behind the firewall of the doors of classified information about what's really going on. So we have to be, we need, this is what drives me nuts, man, is I, I don't know. I know what I don't know. And we, we've had this conversation before is that the more you learn, the more you learn about what you don't know. Right. We've put out, Josh and I on our shows have put out enough information to show you that at least you shouldn't be giving these people the benefit of the doubt, okay? Because they haven't earned your trust. These are the same people that lied to you about the climate melting down in 10 years, and that never happened. They did that for decades, by the way, and they were wrong 100% of the time. Um, these are the same people that lied to you about the invasion of Afghanistan and Iraq and told you there was weapons of mass destruction there, which they still haven't found. These are the same people that lied to you and said that three buildings can fall into their own footprint at free fall speed while just being hit by a flame, planes and a couple fires. These are the same people that told you that, um, you know, COVID was real and well, that it was the most deadly virus to ever hit the planet since the Spanish flu and that it's going to kill millions and millions of people and that the only way out of it is lockdowns, masking and Pfizer's experimental mRNA jabs. Um, these are the same people that are trying to sell your country out mm -hmm. to BlackRock, Vanguard, and all these massive holding firms. These are the same people that are selling you lies every day on television. And they're the ones that are out there telling you, desperately trying to convert you into believing their narrative about what's going on with Ukraine. What's happening with Ukraine and Russia is what's happening. And then there's everybody's perception of it. And there are people on all sides trying to manipulate it. So when people say, I've got videos, I've got this, do you? Really? If they got soldiers dressing up as Russians or vice so, versa, or they've got all this fake footage going around, how do you know what you're seeing? And that's my problem. I don't know. I would like to know, but don't be so confident out there when you're like, well, I've got the details. Well, do you really? it, let, me, let me, let me kind of talk on this because I just sure. looked at one of the videos. All the videos that you see are the aftermath of destruction. What I'm saying is, is you're not seeing planes in the sky shooting each other down. You're not seeing planes shoot missiles in the buildings. You're not seeing an army fighting fight. badly yeah. and shooting at each other. You're not seeing people launching grenade launchers into the building. The reason you're not is because it's all being shut down by a firewall that's not letting it get out of Ukraine because it actually is showing something that you do not believe is happening, and that is the Azov dressing up and actually perpetuating it onto their own people. And this is what eyewitness accounts are actually saying. This is why you're only seeing the aftermath of these events. You're not actually seeing the events unfold themselves. So, well, and also, and that's a great point, Josh. And also, couldn't they, couldn't they stage it? Like, absolutely. Are we putting that? They, well, you saw it the other day, the all the body bags, the guy was smoking in the body bag. We had this up on our Twitter. It's, it's getting weird. It's getting to the point where I feel like, it's so obvious that something weird is happening that they're trying to make it obvious enough. It's weird. I don't know. But that aside, I was just going to say, we're dealing with people that have vested interest in this narrative being put out into your brain. Okay. For some reason, they are very driven. The same people that were very driven to lie to you about the pandemic. 
are very, very, very determined to get you to believe their narrative about this. So would you really put it past them to blow up a couple so, buildings and so then film it and go, look what Putin did? Like, we got to like, did you ever watch a murder mystery in your life? So Kaleidoscope just said that body bag of the Russian music is a Russian music video. Exactly the point. That was put out on mainstream media in the United States of America as what was happening in Ukraine. It's a Russian music video. That's the point is all these videos, they can't source real content. So they're stealing it from other things to make it right. perceive like something has happened because 90% of the people will not question the narrative. This is why at the Red Pill Project, we have the, the, the motto, never believe anything anybody tells you, no matter who they are or what authority they profess, even myself, unless you can prove it with your own research, your own volition, through your own experiences. And that's the truth in the matter. And you have to yeah, question believe us everything. Guys. We're just two guys talking. We just care about this. We're trying to recruit everybody to help us research this because we need to know what's going on. Because look, if they're, if they're near, and then you got to think big picture too. That's the other thing is, is, you know, the ability to see patterns and organize data from multiple points. That's a massive skill that nobody's taught in school. I had to learn it myself for years and I'm still stupid with it. So you yeah. do the best you can, but that's what you're, that's what intelligence is. Intelligence isn't just seeing one thing, understanding what it says, and then now you know it. It's the ability to, to understand how things work, why things work, to be able to see patterns in life, not to project patterns, but to actually see them. So when I see, like it's to me, the, the case is over when you see the people that are propagating this. Those people, I don't trust them, I'm sorry. I got trust issues with yeah. the people that just lied through their teeth with zero emotion, with zero asking for forgiveness when they were caught. These are the people that have been lying to you and your children for for years and now probably decades. And we're seriously going to trust what they're saying about this. I'm not, I don't support war. I'm not here advocating for war, but what I'm advocating for is knowing the truth about a war that is happening. And if, if they, if there's that many cell phones in Ukraine and they, there's a real war, the way the media is saying it's happening, you should be able to just like turn a camera for an inch and you'd see something. And the fact that we still don't have, the fact that guys think about this, the fact we're debating this three yeah. weeks later and, oh, I found this really obscure link to the, it should be all over the place. It should be so obvious. They shouldn't have to use video game footage and airsoft rifles. Okay. Well, okay. So let me, let, let's, let's jump back into this because we have to understand how Ukraine's a keystone. So you have this strong presence of Nazis in Ukraine, which were given immunity through the, the, uh, uh, the Nuremberg travel, trials through Alan Dulles. Who oversaw this okay now right. why does this matter alan dulles is a multinationalist he worked for a lot of multinational corporations well do we know that union banking corporation which was owned or operated by prescott bush george herbert walker bush's father also george sheriff if you know that he came from nazi germany the family came from nazi germany right george sheriff was a, uh, a german pilot who i apparently was brought into the family but anyways then you have herbert walker these were the president and vice president of union banking corporation which were funding giving loans to the Nazi regime were actually tried in the United States and convicted. And then they did something known as the, the business plot where these same guys and these multinationalists, this is Henry Ford, this is, you know, IBM, Henry Ford, all the, all the vehicles in the concentration camps were Fords, by the way. The rumor is, is Henry Ford actually sued the United States government for bombing his manufacturing facilities in Germany, right? Because he was building Ford cars overseas. Uh, but, the real Nazis here were not Germany. 
Hitler was a puppet. National socialism was infiltrated in very much a similar how it was being done here in the United States. They put Germany in a certain economic situation to where they focus the narrative to where they know what would unfold and they basically control the distribution of media, the distribution of newspapers, the social narrative that was happening at the bars and the breweries and all this. And they aligned that towards socialism and Hitler. And this is how he rose to power because he was funded, very well funded by multinationalists, by the Rothschild banking cartel, by the Rockefellers, by the Ford family, by the Harrimans, Avril Harriman, right? He was funded by the blue nobility or the old Italian black nobility, by the Khazarian mafia. He was a Funded by this world global elite, we call the Committee of 300 or whatever you want to call it. It's probably up to a thousand now. This is who funded it. They are the real Nazis. They are orchestrating Jacob Rothschild's whole manifesto from the Communist Manifesto back in the early 1800s and propagating it onto the world, except they devise it into a way better way and how to plan of implementation over a hundred years of what they were going to do. So Ukraine comes into this, right? We have the Nazis there and Ukraine immediately joins the Soviet Union. It was one of the founding members of the Soviet Union. Why? Because you want to infiltrate your enemy. That's how these people operate. They infiltrate and subvert. Okay. They also infiltrated the United States of America. Well, how do they do that? Well, Project Paperclip. Not only Project Paperclip is what, what do you think happened to all those scientists and engineers and military officers who came over through Project Paperclip to the United States of America? Do you think that we just threw them in some small American town and said, yeah, throw your children in there, go have some fun with that thick German accent? Absolutely not. No, they had sponsored families, most likely military and intelligence people who they stayed with and who brought them in to show them U.S. customs and, and all these things. Not only that, is some of those military guys adopted their daughters. Important to know in a whole different circle of things, but just understand that a lot of these uh, wives of these high profile people oh come from military officers and school children. There's no other history of their families after that. And they're all blonde hair and blue eyed. So you, you can take from that what you will, but I'm telling you, they're all freaking Nazis. And what a Nazi is, is nothing more than this esoteric or occultist agenda of these Luciferians that's being perpetuated on the world to bring about global socialism, global communism, a technocratic slave state, and they've been orchestrating this for a very, very long time. So Ukraine comes in at this time basically as an infiltrator into the Soviet Union. Well, you have the Cold War end, you have the fall of the Soviet Union, you have the Warsaw Pact, all this stuff happens. 2008, then-Senator Barack Obama goes over to Ukraine, and we had an incident in September uh, September 17, 2001, here in the United States. It was known as the Anthrax Incident. And this is where a disgruntled employee at one of the bio labs took some anthrax and killed a whole bunch of people. And that brought about, in 2004, what was known as the Biological and Chemical Warfare um, Threat Protection Act of 2004, I think it was. This brought, brought about the creation of something known as a DTRA, the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, which was basically propositioned under the Defense Intelligence Agency here in the United States of America. Their objective was to go around the world and help basically decommission old Soviet biolabs as well as put different satellite facilities throughout the world monitoring for bioweapons, biochemical and radiological weapons, as well as having a protective defense against those types of weapons. So they need a vaccine or a cure. Okay. This brought about what we know of as gain of function research, where the military went out there and said, well, what if they're developing this? Well, we need to do it first so we can get a vaccine for it. Right. And so all of this stems out of this whole thing that's happening 
2001 to 2008. Barack Obama goes to Ukraine and he's going through the, the Donetsk. He's in Donetsk going through these bio labs, which were Soviet bio labs that we went in and took over under the DRTA um, project here in the United States of America. We converted them over into U.S. bio um, surveillance labs. So basically spying on the Soviets and so forth and, and just keeping, you know, certain like smallpox and polio there. And just in case something happens, we, we had it there for some reason. I don't know. Right. Well, this is where it gets interesting. 2008, Hillary Clinton comes along and she starts selling United States refined uranium to Russia. This is known as the Uranium One scandal that basically came out into the public purview about 2011. Now, what the hell does this have to do with Ukraine? Well, I'm going to explain. So Hillary Clinton selling U.S. uranium to Russia, to Vladimir Putin. Well, Vladimir Putin understands that if the United States is giving me uranium, they're tracking it. Why? Because you have radioactive isotopes that can be tracked through satellite satellites and know exactly where that uranium is going. So Russia knew that immediately when they were taking possession of this uranium, that the United States wanted to know where it was going. And if they took it to a nuclear facility and put it into a reactor, great. But most likely they're going to utilize it to refine and then build nuclear weapons. This is how, if you remember, Hillary Clinton said, I know you're building nuclear weapons, Vladimir Putin. And Vladimir Putin even said, yeah, we're increasing our military ar um, arsenal during the 2016 election before this, that Hillary Clinton was going for nuclear proliferation. Russia came back and said, F you, we're building more nukes. It was with our uranium that they were doing this. But Russia understood that they had to get the uranium out of Russia because they didn't want it in there. So they sent it to Iran. Iran took it to Syria and started basically developing nuclear plants and nuclear weapons in Syria. These were bombed in 2017, 2018, 2019 by the Trump administration in Syria. If you remember all those attacks in Syria, the bombing attacks, those were Iranian nuclear facilities utilizing United States uranium. That's how we knew where they were. Then what happened? Oh, okay. 2011. Okay. So, you know, this whole time you have... Ukraine, which is basically friends with e Europe, right? Trade friends with Europe. And they have negotiations and, and relationships with Russia during this time, about 2011. 2011, a new president comes in. I can't pronounce his name. Yaskinovic, I think his name is. He comes in, but he's pro-Putin, pro-Russia. He basically tells Europe to F off. I want nothing to do with you. So that means that NATO no longer has an influence or control over him, right? You have U.S. biolabs that basically outfitted an old Soviet biolabs there in Ukraine. And now this pro-Russian president comes in and says, no, F you guys, get out of here. And Vladimir Putin is now going to get access to what the hell the United States was doing in Ukraine. Well, they can't have that. They cannot have that. So Russia wanted Ukraine because guess what? Ukraine had certain nuclear facilities, one of the only areas in that, that vicinity that had nuclear facilities, as well as another place called Chernobyl. Now, why are these facilities important? Because Russia wanted to get this uranium out of Russia and they needed to hide it somewhere, but they needed to basically mask the radioactive isotope signature from the uranium. The only way to do that is with another radioactive isotope signature from nuclear plants or Chernobyl. So Russia goes in there circa 2011, starts building weapon facilities underneath all these nuclear facilities in Ukraine, hiding that United States uranium and building nuclear weapons there because they don't want to violate international treaty. And what happens? The deep state cabal in the United States of America goes in there and funds an uprising of something known as the Azov Battalion. These are the pro-Nazis in the northern Ukraine that basically had been wiped out by this time. 
And so they get a rebirth of funding through uh, John Brennan, the Central Intelligence Agency, Eric Carmamella, who was one of the Ukrainian whistleblowers against Donald Trump. This is 2013, 2014. He was the basically the guy who utilized the money from the Department of Treasury through a black budget to send that money over to Ukraine to fund um, to fund this color revolution known as the orange revolution and eventually the maiden massacre they knew through psychological warfare that if you had a hundred people injured or killed within a protest that that would prompt a coup d'etat within ukraine because they'd already done the survey results within the internet and social media so all they needed to do is hire the wagner group out of russia which is a mercenary group they got the azov the nazi battalions and what they did is they had them formulate a coup d'etat. They overthrew the pro-Kremlin government 2013 to 2014. The United States, through Sam Powers, through uh, Victoria Newland, went in there and handpicked the new administration that would come in there. Okay? And these people that got in there, well, guess what? They just happened to be people who absolutely love the Nazis and the Azov. Not only that is they funded them. They allowed the Azov, the Nazi battalions, to integrate directly into the military, directly into the National Guard, directly into their police force, as well into their politic. And so this is where the Nazification of Ukraine started to increase massively with funding from the Western nations, okay? And then we reinforced the biolabs, and then we went out there and we took over all those facilities. And if you remember when Q talked about this, is where did the deep state get their weapons from? They decommissioned old U.S. Navy ships and submarines, but how did they get the nuclear weapons? They built them themselves because Hillary Clinton basically sold U.S. uranium to Russia. Russia took it, put it in Ukraine, and the United States formed a coup and took it back. So they would have that uranium to build their own weapons. So and this is just the tip of the iceberg. Well, pause for a sec, because that's a, that was that's a really that's a wide summary. Well done. Um, so right now, how would you say? this is now linking into the pandemic because we had, I just think the timing of all this coming out in little pieces, you had not that long ago, Rand Paul was grilling Fauci about gain of function. There was all that. Fauci goes and disappears for a little while. Then he just recently resurfaces to start talking about, oh, we're probably going to have another variant. So just, you know, keep those mandates and those uh, passports and stuff on tap just in case, you know, and then now all the Canadian media is starting to report this and, you know, but anyways, we had all that stuff with uh, Fauci. Then we've, we obviously had the pandemic was just happening two days before the Ukraine thing started. There was the trucker convoy happening in Canada that was like all over the headlines. It was a big thing. And then it just got silenced. And now everybody was talking about Ukraine. And it's as if they're now start, it's like all this stuff you're talking about is starting to come out. There's this information is going all over the place. So it seems on one level, at least the narrative on Ukraine is coming down. So as if they're going to start pivoting back to COVID again. Because all of this is about the same thing, isn't it, Josh? It's the same people that are trying to desperately hide their criminal enterprise at the end of the day. So what were the biolabs in the United uh, U.S.-run biolabs under the Defense Threat Reduction Agency doing in Ukraine? Now, do you remember, you got to go back to the Q boards because a lot of this stuff is in there. Do you remember when they talked about who knows where the bodies are buried? Yeah. Okay. Well, what's interesting is um, I have a blurred little picture I'm going to share with you guys. All right. You see this picture right here? Structure of U.S. military biological activities in Ukraine. Okay, this is from my buddies at the MG show, Jeff Peterson. He's the one who uh, put this together. Okay, so right here you have the Defense Intelligence Agency. Underneath that you have the Threat Reduction uh, Agency. 
underneath that, you or to the side of that, you have two contractors, Black and Beach and Metabiota. Okay. And then this goes down to the biological laboratories in Ukraine, right there at the bottom, and all their locations. You got Victoria Newland over here and a few other players. Okay. Black and Beach and Metabiota. We'll talk about them in a minute. Who was the head of the Defense Intelligence Agency circa 2011 to 2015? That person would know where all the bodies of the genocide connect, con, uh, committed against the Dunbas region were hidden, about 14,000. I see. That guy, the head of the DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, during that time was General Michael Flynn. Really? Who knows where the bodies are buried? Okay, so now, do you remember... So what was happening there? What, what about the genocide? The U.S. biolabs there were producing genetically targeted weapons against the Slavic people. Literally, they were creating weapons, bioweapons, that were genetically targeted only to kill Slavic people. Okay? And Russia knew this and was been screaming about this genocide. Over 15,000 people killed for over eight years. Now, what does that sound familiar? They were doing this in 2014. What does that sound familiar to? Well... In 2000, 2019, the same day that Donald Trump signed the executive order authorizing the creation of mRNA vaccines, this is September 17th. I'm saying that date again because it's obviously apparent. Uh, September 17th, 2019, Russia had a level four biocontainment lab, military biocontainment lab burned down to the ground. Kind of odd, isn't it? That on the same day. Now, Understand that every country has a fifth column. They have an infiltration within themselves that is working against them. Okay? Yeah. Now, this is just months before COVID is released. Go back to the cue boards and search Corona. Do you remember the Corona offline, Corona offline, Corona offline from the cue boards? We all thought it was a 1970s uh, reconnaissance satellites put up by the National Reconnaissance Office that he was talking about that were satellites, Corona satellites. But they weren't. They're Corona satellite laboratories that were creating genetically targeted bioweapons around the world that patriots and good people were going around and taking out. These ones in Ukraine are some of the other ones that we're talking about that were creating things like coronavirus. So along with, so you have the sort of Wuhan Institute of Virology thing, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason, the, the reason, as I understand it, is that a lot of this research went down at Fort Detrick and other places, right? And then at Maryland, eh? Right? Fort Detrick, Maryland? Interesting. Yeah, Fort, we Fort about Detrick, Maryland, and then right? you had Chapel Hill, North Carolina. That's right. Chapel Hill, right. So they, but because there's all the laws in America, and it's supposed to be international, but there's the laws that they can't really do that research. They did, they commissioned the research in Wuhan, and then obviously it seems also Ukraine. And it turns out there's about over 300 of these American or U.S. bio labs all Around over the world, world. Yep. that are basically conducting this type of research? Okay. This is where it gets interesting. So my, my perspective is that China and Russia are rogue against the globalists because the globalists weren't going to include them in their plans. They couldn't keep their power, and they're basically in revolt against it. But I know the globalists planned on this. They understand how the narrative is supposed to go out. They understand the playbook, and they utilize the crisis that Russia and China are creating right now to their benefit. We can talk about that in a little bit. But let's talk about this. Because I just showed you two companies, Black & Beach and Metabiota. Now, I'm going to share another thing with you here, okay? Now, this is also shared by the MG show. I believe it was Jeff Peterson is the one that created this one. And so this is talking about this company, Metabiota. Now, Metabiota had uh, 
a series of investments in around 2013 to 2014. One of the primary investments came from an investment company known as Rosemont Seneca. Have you ever heard of Rosemont Seneca? Um, it was founded in 2009 by Christopher Heinz, which is the stepson of John Kerry, Devin Archer, who's now in jail for the Burisma stuff and for defrauding the, the pension funds in Chicago, and a guy by the name of Hunter Biden. So oh, Metabiota was funded in the 2013 to 2014 area by Rosemont Seneca, which is Hunter Biden, the current president's son. Okay. Now, Metabiota, obviously we know the breakdown, the symbolic breakdown of that word. Meta means beyond or beyond God or beyond the universe. Biota means all the organisms that live in a region. Um, they partner in industry and governments worldwide to build resilience and epidemics to protect global health. Their CEO is a woman by the name of Nita Mahav. She's uh was worked for Air Worldwide as, as well as a special pathogens branch at the CDC. Nathan Wolf, prior president and chairman, uh, chairman of the board of Metabiota, member of DARPA's Defense Science Research Council, funded by Bill Gates. And also, he's on the board of directors of a company called Eco Health Alliance. Ah, that's the connect. I was wondering about that. Okay. This All is right. Sense. Now, what they do is they build pandemic trackers, pandemic, they do pandemic insurance, they produce bioagents under diplomatic cover, field-based biological threat reduction, that's the DTRA and Pentagon CRTR program. Future endeavors, they plan on doing global infectious disease, pandemic tracker index, artificial intelligence, tool designed to track pathogens around the world. And they have locations in Belize, Georgia, China, Ukraine, Democratic Republic of Congo, Tanzania, so forth. Okay, so now we're starting to see a connection to the current president with these bio labs that they knew about them. These bio labs are committing genocide against the people. We have a connection to these bio labs and COVID right there, EcoHealth Alliance, the former president and the chairman of the board. They're all interconnected. Now, do you remember what happened in Afghanistan? How we left uh, the United States left all their military. They left all the military, military and yeah. we handed over the Taliban, all this stuff. Well, yeah. did you know that um, right afterwards China came in and took over? Right now, there is a company in China. Uh, I think it's a CLST company, and they're a big uh, lithium manufacturing company that builds batteries for Tesla. Okay, they build lithium-ion batteries for Tesla. Well, they actually had a major investment from a company called Bodai Capital. Okay. Well, guess who's a 10% owner of Bodai Capital? Is it the big guy? Rosemont Seneca. Hunter Biden, 10% uh, for the big guy, Joe Biden. Okay. So this means that the one company that basically goes into Afghanistan and starts mining for lithium, right, is invested in by Joe Biden himself. His money is invested in that company that's doing that, okay? And they're seeking to make hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions, off of that one deal alone. Why? Well, because who's pushing for electric cars and electric vehicles? Pete Buttigieg, Joe Biden, Jen Psaki, the U.S. administration. What do they say? Well, there's a gas crisis, gas, oil, and energy crisis, so just buy electric. <laughs> oh, my God. So they create an That's artificial so energy crisis yeah. to promulgate the production of more lithium batteries of which they're heavily invested in. And they just hand it over to in Iraq. Do we see how all this is starting to connect back to Joe Biden? But what do we have now? We have the Hunter Biden laptop stuff coming out. So there's panic in DC. Oh, now we got to assassinate Putin. We got to get rid of him. Right? Well, and just to pause you on the Biden laptop. Um, it was what's really entertaining to watch today is the media 
continually trip over its feet. Like yeah. they'll come out one day, like, uh, like a, what was like a two weeks ago, the Hunter Biden laptop was still regarded as a conspiracy theory. Yep. Right. Oh, cause that was Russian disinformation as well, Josh, that, that whole thing. But then it turns out that there's irrefutable proof that no, it was his laptop. He even admitted it was his laptop and that's coming out. And then now even the media has to turn about face and start saying, okay, it was his laptop. Like what <laughs> it's, it's, it blows my mind that people believe anything that these people are saying to them. So this is where it gets interesting. The other day, Russia sanctioned 13 Americans, Justin Trudeau as well. Now, not all of these Americans were involved in it. They have a lot of the actions that are happening today. So people like Lloyd Austin, Anthony Blinken, Mark Milley, it has a lot to do with what was today. Um, but there's some on there that don't make sense. Jake Sullivan. Uh, well, he's a national security advisor, but he was involved in 2014. Everything that was going around. Samantha Power. I mentioned her earlier. She's she's a private citizen. Why is Russia sanctioning her? Hunter Biden, private citizen. Why is you? Why is Russia sanctioning him? Hillary Clinton, Adewale Adeyemo, Retta Joe Lewis. Why are these people getting sanctioned? It all goes back to 2014, the Maiden Massacre, the Color Revolution, and their plot and involvement in the Uranium One scandal, because that's where Justin Trudeau comes in, because it was through a Canadian company that they actually transferred that, that Justin Trudeau was part owner in, okay? And that was a So a lot of this has to do with Uranium One and Biolabs. It has everything to do with these are the people who were the source of the evil that was going on in Ukraine, the funding of the Nazi regiments that rose up to power in Ukraine, including the current president Zelensky, who is a socialist puppet here. I'll, I'll show you guys this. If, if people didn't see this one, boom, right there, that's Zelensky right there with his shirt. You got the iron cross. Just, he, he just wears it for the whole world to see just sitting right there. Symbolism will be their downfall. I know there's a lot of different multi-crosses and these various crosses, but this is very, very prominent within Ukraine, within the yeah. Azov ranks. Yeah, you need to know there's the, the symbolism's always tough. Just a quick thing. You need to know the original renditions of these symbols. There was nothing mm -hmm. evil about them. What the cross even is. It's talking about what's going on in the sky. Come on. And then there was the way that these symbols were then adopted and used specifically by certain uh, orders and royal families that and chivalric orders and whatnot that used them for a purpose to identify who they are. So like a skull and crossbones. Think about that. Like everybody thinks of pirates. And if you're educated, you'll think about skull and bones society at Yale or whatever. Okay. A skull and crossbones as an item, as a symbol, is talking usually about death because a skull and crossbones is something you only see when somebody's dead and decomposed. So there's nothing, I mean, the evil nature of that symbol comes from our fear of death, right? Yep. But then when an organization called the skull and bones uses that symbol, they have a meaning for that that's talking, they think it's the head of the John the Baptist. They, there's this whole occult world of what they think it means to them. And then they use that symbol. And this is how they, they basically hijacked the symbols that came from these ancient mystery school traditions from the ancient past that it came out of religion, etc. And they use them. Even the swastika, we've talked about this before, everybody probably knows. Um, that's, that's an ancient Hindu symbol, has nothing whatsoever to do. The, they used it to identify a new thing and to signify a change in history. So when we look at symbols, there's the general perspective of a, an average symbol researcher who's going to go, well, that can mean anything. But then you got to get specific and go, yeah, well, why do these organizations keep using it? 
Like why in Canada, the queen symbol of the lion and the chained unicorn on the shield with the crown and the, like, what does that all mean to them? Right? right. So there's what it means to you. It, there's its original rendering. There's what you think of when you see it, like an ink blot. You see an ink blot and you see what your subconscious mind wants you to see. Whereas I see something different. Right. And then there's what they use it for and what it means to them. I just always have to bring up the distinction because I think yep. that confuses a lot of people. The symbolic representation, the symbolic intentional representation is what they utilize symbols for. This is like a carrier of information. It's like a, it's like a letter. Yep. A letter yep. has yep. a sound. If you put the letters together, you got a word. That word has meaning. And that's very much what symbols are. And a lot of these symbols have been hijacked over the years by these luciferians by this dark occult whoever the dark magicians whatever you want to call them and their meanings have definitely changed over time so and uh, they just a quick point they have to they have to co-opt it because they yes. don't have the brilliance they don't have the creativity to generate that level of of um consciousness projection or whatever you want to call yep. it that level of creative art they can't do it they have to steal everything that's good. That's why you're going to find evil hiding behind good things. They're, like That's why I'm doing this thing on the medical industry. The medical industry, in most people's minds, the symbol of it is health, goodness, helping poor people, helping sick, starving people. That's what people think of. But then, well, that's then where the evil would hide. That's where the corruption would hide to take advantage of your naive view of that, right? Yeah. So it's the same everywhere. They co-opt because they don't have the creativity and, the, and that intelligence to be able to create. We create. The good, brilliant, genius minds of the history create ideas, create symbols, create concepts, create infrastructure. And then these people pirate it, steal it, refurbish it, sell it back to you with poison laced around it. I hope that parasites. Sense, that's what they do. They're parasites. Basically, exactly. That's the word. That's the word they of the are day. Parasites. So, okay. So now we have this whole situation that's unfolding now, and we can look to the future and see what's going on. Um, right. Hunter Biden stuff is coming out. He's about to be indicted. Supposedly, this goes much, much deeper. Richard Sorry, Grinnell. Pause, came out. Not, he's about to be indicted. What's this? So Hunter Biden has been investigated for basically tax fraud right now. And there's certain okay. records that are coming out. People close to the situation are saying that he is going to be indicted. The president's son is going to be indicted on basically tax violations, which directly relate back to Joe Biden. Now, Richard Grinnell, the former mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, the, the DNI, National Intelligence Agency, right? Or the national, uh, the director of national intelligence came out and said, this goes much, much deeper. Don't worry. There's more coming on this because it's just not taxes. And now so taxes we have opened the door. Taxes opened the door. But then we also have the New York Times coming out and validating the authenticity of Hunter Biden's emails and laptop, which show massive quid pro quo. They show treason at the highest level. They show pedophilia, human, just everything you could ever imagine is on that laptop. Even blackmail by governments against Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. So this is directly connected to him. Okay. And now we have uh, a, a guy on uh, Gitter and Gab out there releasing all these emails that people have never seen before, showing corruption and complicity between Kazakhstan, Russia, the Moscow mayor's wife, China, business deals, 
about them knowing about all of this for a very long time. A lot of this stuff is coming out now. And I've always said that once Trump's social media platform comes out, you're going to see drip, drip, flood. Once it comes to a critical mass of about 100 million people, that's the point where if the information is shared, it cannot be stopped. It's going to spread throughout the internet like a wildfire and you can't stop it. That's about 100 million it takes to go globally to where it can't be ignored. Once that happens, you're going to see Wiener's laptop, Clinton emails, Hunter Biden's laptop, all this information start to flow out into the public. And this is going to cause a mass awakening at that critical mass. Now, here's the thing. They're still perpetuating their agenda. We have the building of the New Silk Road, the sanctions on Russia, cause Russia to go to China, get on their new financial system. India and Saudi Arabia are joining in on this. This is the World Economics Forum's New Silk Road. This is what they planned. But we have to understand that everything has to collapse. Everything has to be brought down to the ground. Everything has to be destroyed before you can build it back better or you have to reset it to build it back better. This is what people have to understand. And you're talking about how that's that's this globalist deep state plan is that's what they think they they that's need to everybody's plan. It. Throughout history, we can see civilizations are destroyed and then start over again. Destroyed and start over again. Destroyed. Well, they should have to Buckminster Fuller. You don't have to destroy yeah. it. You just got to have a better model, and then the other one just sort of peels away, right? That's but right. The other guys go in and do pure destruction mode, and that's, that's how you right. know who they, who they are. And that's what they're planning right now. This has a lot to do with this unfolding analemma wave that we talk about. And this is how the the, right. the the solar systems actually transition through the galaxy. And if you look at the transition through the galaxy, there's a spring, there's a summer, there's a winter, there's a fall. Just like we have seasons here on the Earth with the Earth's revolution around the sun, the moon's revolution around the Earth. The sun revolves around the galaxy. And there are certain points that produce an analemma wave, a figure eight, an eight around the galactic center. So you go up over the galactic center, you come to summer, you come down, you go to the two equinoxes, you go down, you come to winter, and then you go back up again. Each transition that you're making goes through different areas of impedance and density within the center of the galactic ring. So if you look at the galaxy's arms, it has various levels of density. Our ancestors have mapped this out throughout time. This is what the, the, the whole attention towards the grand calendar, the big calendar was all about is knowing where you are at, what season you are at in galactic time, because that depends upon how much reception that your DNA is going to have from the original source. Now, it's no surprise that we pick up that signal about 7.23 centimeters, right? About 34 gigahertz is what our DNA is very, very receptive to in the signal integrity. They picked up the signal a long time ago. 7.23 centimeters was the cosmic background microwave radiation. This is the static that you get when you turn on your TV or your radio. That is a signal that is sent out by the galaxy or by the universe that we all pick up and absorb through our DNA. And our DNA is an electromagnetic transducer that sends and receives signals. And this is most likely something that has propagated our evolution as a species. And this is what they're talking about in the sense of the Great Awakening and that the, uh, the Christians talked about in the sense of the apocalypse. Now, the word apocalypse is a Coptic word. This is Egyptian Christianity. And it represented the unveiling. Now, once you say unveiling in Egyptian, people should know immediately that they're talking about the Sadic Isis. They're talking about the mysteries of Isis, how she held the knowledge of the universe behind her veil. She wore, an, uh, there's some stories that talk about it over her eyes. There's some stories that says she wore a full garb um, a veil. But either way is when you lift that veil, you learn the secrets of what Isis was hiding. Only one man came before them, Hermes Trismegistus, birth of Hermeticism, right? 
So the apocalypse is really the unveiling of the truth, the unveiling of the mysteries, the unveiling of knowledge of how it comes to the surface. Now, in occultism, when we looked at this, we find out that humanity goes through these various progressions, these renaissances, and then these dark ages. And we can map this in levels of destruction that come about through that as well. Now, if you're going through an incredibly dense aspect of the galaxy and there's more cosmic ray bombardment, you're going to have increase in solar activity. Well, we have super cycles and sub cycles of the sun. Now, if the sun has massive super cycles and it's getting an increased bombardment of solar activity from the center of the galaxy, because it's going through a high level of density and impedance. Well, guess what? That's going to increase electrical activity of the sun. And that's going to increase the electrical activity between the planets. And you're going to have destruction on those planets due to that electrical activity. And this typically happens when we're going through those dark ages and coming in and out of those dark ages. And we've mapped that out and you can actually see this in certain cataclysmic events that happened throughout our history. And what we and know, just let me pause you there, Josh, yeah. just so people can, we can decode some of that. Cause that, that's real. That's like, that was awesome. I mean, just try to make sure people can follow this. So, um, and I'm also trying to get my thoughts organized with this. So the way I see it is a good example is to think of seasons on the planet, just simple, right? So, we're heading, we're in springtime. Okay. So depending on where you are, snow is starting to melt, hopefully, although I know a lot of places it's not, but we're moving into spring and then moving into summer and then moving into what's after summer, right? You just keep going yeah. through the seasons. Um, when the seasonal change happens, we all change subtly. And some of the ways that we change, we don't even notice. Yep. Um, we adapt to our environment as all nature does, because it's a massive system that works in symbiosis together, right? We, and it, we bring in the heavens and everything you're talking about, it, it just makes it even bigger. But if you think about it like seasons changing, it makes sense. Yep. Just as the temperature of the planet or the temperature of where you are is changing because of the season you're in, or just as even people that go through mood changes, or there's all kinds of changes that happen with the change of the season. Imagine the seasons on, of the galaxy, of the universe. Just imagine the macrocosmic version of this yeah. and how that change because of the movement, it's like a big Swiss watch, right? Because we're moving through a different period. That change does cause sometimes grand, grand effects on living organisms and sometimes subtle effects they don't even notice but it changes things. And what these people figured out thousands of years ago and the knowledge that's held in these mystery school traditions, both good and bad, is the knowledge of these cycles of time and how time really works and how you can actually use the momentum of these transits that you're talking about, whether we're talking local transits in our solar system with just what the sun and moon and stars are doing that we see, or whether we're talking you know, the, however many other constellations that are out there or the movement of the entire galaxy. Um, that's, that's where it gets really, really insane to think about. And so in a nutshell, these people have advanced knowledge about how this gigantic Swiss watch called the universe really works. And they utilize momentous events to their advantage. We should be doing the same, right? Just like you start storing food when you know the winter's coming, mm -hmm. right? It's the same thing when it comes to, oh, that, and that's how that we can plot what they're doing. Not, we're not always right, but they often look at the dates that they roll out these big events. The invasion of Ukraine happened on what date? The pandemic was declared on what date? When you start looking at those and you start going to these astrological counter calendars or satanic calendars or whatever, your mind will start to really be blown that these people, whether you believe in this or not, forget that. 
Whether you believe in it or not, they believe in it and they're operating off of that belief. Yep. And so with this cycle, kind of what we looked at in the sense of the coming of the age of Aquarius and the transitional of the age is that we're coming into spring. So the seasons are all about an energy relationship. It's a distribution of energy. You have a high point of energy and you have a low point of energy. This is all about how, um, think about what happens during spring. Life is given back to the planet. Everything starts reproducing and blooming and blossoming again. This is the same thing. You got to remember, right, David? As above, so below. It's the same process replicated over and over throughout all of entirety and existence, which means that our solar system does the same thing through the galaxy, which right now we're coming into spring to where there's going to be a rebirth. This is why a lot of us who have been awakened for a long time, like, Think about it like this is the planet is at a 105 or 103.5 frequency. And most people are in that bell curve right around that 105.3 frequency. Some people are at 99.2 and other people are at like 105.3. And for the longest time, the people at 105.3 have been sitting here going, you guys don't see what's going on here. You guys don't get it. And all those people at 103.5 are like, what are you guys talking about? You guys are conspiracy theorists. You're crazy. But the frequency of the planet is transitioning in this spring, in this galactic cycle, and the frequency is now like 104.9. And those people 103.5 are sitting there going, what, what, what the heck is going on out here? This, this, this doesn't make sense. And us at 105.3 are going, I told you so. Like, you right. didn't believe me. And everything is starting to unveil because that frequency is catching up the match with our consciousness, which has already been resonating at that level for a long time. It's almost like we were sent here before to, to help people through this transition. But we're coming into the Great Awakening. What this is really about is humanity goes through cyclic cycles of, of golden ages, of development, of evolution, to where truth just comes to the surface and, and we become smarter, more intelligent. We become more connected to the source. And when you're connected to the source, lies cannot be had. That's the thing, is the truth has to be come out. We have this connection to this, this, this truth, this, this, uh, this absolutism in the universe. And it's been impeded for the longest time through this transition that we've had and through, through, through electromagnetic radiation and through the poisoning of our, of our water and our ground and our food and all these things. And they kept us from this. We have this certain ability to know and we have these psychic abilities and all this stuff has been suppressed from us for a very, very long time. Because we're going through this darkness. But now we're moving from dark to light. Now we're coming into this understanding of what is really happening. And they want to stop that. That's the reason, David, that they want to put us into the metaverse and dehumanize us. They yeah. want to dehumanize us, cut off our connection to that source, and throw us into a digital slave prison so they can keep control over us. Because they know if they don't, we become too powerful and their lies cannot move forward in this world. Very well said. It's kind of like they're like the cancer cells trying to strangle out the white blood cells. And look at what these new shots are doing. They're destroying people's innate immunity. Um, there's some pretty shocking information. Uh, Josh, how's your time? I know you got a show coming up. Do you got a few more minutes? Or you I got run? about five minutes, dude. Oh, you got five minutes? Okay. You know what? I'll say, well, let's wrap up with you. Um, and then I'll play this video for everybody. I'll stay around for another 30 yeah. minutes. Uh, Josh, man, you just came and I, I felt a little tired today. I'm sorry if I'm kind of punchy, <laughs> but, um, you just came and just owned the show and just gave so much awesome information. Guys, listen to the man, go check out his show, go tune in tonight, right after this show. Um, he'll give you all the details and Josh, thank you so much, man, for coming to break this down. I'm still trying to figure this stuff out. And that's what this is really all about. We're all here 
trying to find the truth. Doesn't mean we're always right about everything. We're looking into a very deep mystery and we're tracking down criminals that on one sense want to tell us what they're doing because they're megalomaniacs and they believe in that, but also are trying to hide it and throw all kinds of curveballs out there. So it is a minefield, but let's do this together. Let's keep our critical thinking going. I love the motto of your show. Think for yourself. Don't just trust blindly. Learn to trust your own mind. Do your own research. And Josh, quickly leave us with uh, the time of your show tonight so people can catch it and any final thoughts to close off. Yeah, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can find it at redpills.tv. You can go to Rumble under Red Pill Project. Uh, we've been indefinitely suspended from Twitch, removed from PayPal. So you guys can go subscribe to those channels. You can find all those channels on redpills.tv as well. We stream live there. And final thoughts, keep, keep, keep looking into the truth. Keep digging. Never believe anything anybody tells you, no matter who they are or what authority they profess. Not even me or David or your mom or your dad or your pastor, your priest, your pope, your president. I don't care who it is. Never believe it. Yeah, definitely not Trudeau. Unless you can prove it with your own research, your own volition, and through your own experiences. Is understand and know yourself because that is the true that is the true destiny of humanity is coming to an understanding and realization of the self, because that is the only way that you can ever have a relationship with anybody else that doesn't no matter who they are, including God, if you do believe in God or just a universal power, it doesn't matter. You have to know yourself before you can know that. And that comes through the derivation, the search, the seeking of truth and truth can only be understood when you question everything that's being brought to you. So much, much thanks, David. Thank you so much for let me have your platform for an hour and a half. I appreciate it. Was it. Awesome. Hey, you guys John awesome. Reed, everybody. Thank you so much, brother. Get off yeah. and get that show, knock it out of the park. And uh, I could talk to you for hours. And I know that because we've done it uh, exactly. many times. Go check our archives out and we'll do this again sometime soon, brother. Thank All you guys. so much. Take care. Cheers. All right. We'll say goodbye to Josh, man. That was epic. We'll probably have to watch that a few times to get all the points. There was so much there. I am still digging deep as I can into this whole thing going on with Ukraine. I called this Ukrainacron as a sort of a joke to the whole thing that this is one of the new variants of concern. Uh, the variants of concern that are really out there causing a lot of problems, of course, are the mainstream media, which is owned and controlled by all the people we were just talking about. Uh, just go look at Yahoo Finance, find out where their top invest, where the top investors are, um, and just look at the track record because the proof is in the pudding. Uh, the other variants of concern, of course, are fear and um, not just a normal kind of fear, a hysterical, manic kind of fear that just doesn't seem to want to go away. What's really interesting to me is I keep, well, first of all, I was put in uh, Twitter solitary confinement for a week for posting a clip of Dr. Judy Mikovits. I just wanted to let you guys know that that's what it was. They sent me the tweet and they're basically like, um, excuse me, we just want to bring this to your attention that you posted this clip, Dr. Judy Mikovits, and you were spreading a bunch of misinformation. And even though we don't have any information to counter it, you're not allowed to be on Twitter for a week. You can observe. I was allowed to observe like a ghost or something in the background where I could check out some tweets, but it sucked because I couldn't, I couldn't respond. I couldn't retweet. Um, and you know, I'm just saying it's really interesting because honestly, what's really funny, I thought Twitter would have canned me a long time ago. This is the first time they ever put me in Twitter jail. So I guess that's some kind of a badge of honor. But anyways, I finally got back my Twitter powers and I uh, started looking at some of the, I shouldn't, it, it drives me nuts, but I looked at, you know, the Canadian transport minister's Twitter, uh, Trudeau and a bunch of these mainstream Twitter accounts. And I start just 
I, my brain wants to leave my head. Like it, it's, it's like, I can't see this anymore. I, I don't understand how these people are still out there pushing these jabs, even though they're all trying to talk about Ukraine, they're still going on the pandemic. And part of me feels like they're trying to keep that hot in the background in case things don't go well with Ukraine, which they clearly aren't. And then they can pull that back into the mix because it was a proven operation that worked. Right. And then I see other people's tweets and they're talking about, and you never know who's real accounts, who are bot accounts, but I know there's a lot of people out there that definitely are, uh, they're victims to this propaganda and this programming and they, their minds have been colonized with this stuff. So they're out there still talking about how they're proud of the fact that they just gave their six year old, their second or third jab or whatever. Um, and that every, they're, they're all, you know what the big thing is right now, people are protesting the lifting of the mandates in Canada. Now they're not being lifted on the federal level. Cause I think they're actually maybe playing a bit of good cop, bad cop with that. I can get to that in a second, but they started after the trucker convoy, all the provinces started lifting their mandates. Um, even BC finally switched, you know, like a week apart, they went from, we're keeping the mandates till the end of June. And then it was like, okay, no, next week we're dropping the mandates after the trucker convoys, which is really weird, but they're never going to admit that. Um, and then Ukraine happened, but then Fauci came out and started talking about how there could be another variant. And now all of these people are talking about how we have to start bringing back the mandates. And now there's people all over the place protesting and saying, like there's kids in schools in Ontario that are out there allegedly protesting to have the mask mandate restored in the school. Um, there are all these people out there that are out in force trying to basically bring back the new normal. They want the mask mandate back because now they're going into Costco and Canadian Tire or wherever, and they're seeing that it's about it's either half and half or it's it's some it's in some cases it's more people are not masked than are. And this is causing a severe level of anxiety in the people that drank the Kool-Aid and believe this stuff hook, line and sinker didn't listen to, didn't actually follow the science, you know, sadly enough. Um, and so they're out there and I just keep, I have to keep calming myself down, realizing that there's still a massive amount of people that are tuned to that other frequency Josh was talking about. They're tuned into that version of reality. And this proves free will, my friends. This proves free will. All those people that were jumping on the Sam Harris bandwagon back in circa 2015, 2016, and all of those kind of guys, Daniel Dennett and all those other atheists who are basically like, yeah, there's no such thing as free will. You know, your human mind is basically like a big clock and it's determined, it's psychological determinism and you have no real ability to uh, overpower your own subconscious mind. So therefore you're a slave to it. Um, you know, and it, they're trying to explain away evil basically. And, you know, tell you, teach your kid, te basically teach this to these kids in the next generation that they don't have free will. Well, this has been debunked in my opinion, because we have a clear difference between people who chose, made a choice consciously or subconsciously, doesn't matter, it's both, made a choice to go along with the program, follow the narrative, memorize and repeat and act accordingly. And then the others that chose against their own best interest on the surface level, right? The people like us who went, I've got some questions. Why are there all these scientists coming out that are saying something different? Why am I seeing evidence contrary to what the government and the media are telling me, et cetera, right? There's those of us that went, hold on a second, right? And we made a choice to 
have our entire reputations destroyed, our careers destroyed, our lives destroyed, friends and family breaking off with us, the amount of, um, you know, basically the minefields we got to run through every day now that we're out there openly stating our opinion. It's amazing that a lot of people are making that choice because it's the hard choice to make because it's easier to go along with the program. It's easier to get all that support from everybody and to feel like you're part of society again than it is to be the rebel, right? And, but either way, however you see that, people chose one way or the other. And so I say, well, that just proves the fact that you do have free will, at least in that department. You have the, the free will to make a decision. Are you going to trust known liars and criminals or are you going to think for yourself and validate everything that you're being told before you just believe it, right? That's the choice. And I just can't believe how many people are still stuck in that paradigm of just going along with this because we're now at a point where this is this isn't just isn't something that's like a benign thing like oh is is red your favorite color or is blue your favorite color like this is do you believe we should have freedom or no or do you believe you should have bodily autonomy or no or do you believe that we should be ordered around by a bunch of people that have lied to us it's thoroughly documented you know how do people fall for this? Well, the question gets answered when you start diving into psychology and you understand that a lot of people were already living in constant 24-7 anxiety before the pandemic, right? A lot of people were in midlife crisis and all that stuff before the pandemic. A lot of people were living inauthentic lives before the pandemic. A lot of people were feeling like they didn't have anywhere to turn to before the pandemic. So the pandemic brought meaning into their life. It brought security, the illusion of security. It brought the illusion of safety into their lives. It, it, it brought structure into their lives that they never had before, that they always hated, but just uh, didn't realize that some structure is beneficial. Now the government comes in and goes, oh, you guys are missing some structure and direction. You're confused about who you are and what gender you are. And you're confused about what truth you should be listening to. Well, we'll take care of that for you. We're just going to clear out the internet of any contradictory opinion so that will ease the tension of your anxiety. Because when you see a conflicting opinion to your own, that gives you anxiety. And we know that. So don't worry. We're going to get rid of all the baddies for you. And everybody went, yes, finally, get rid of all the conspiracy theorists, all the people that are thinking for themselves because they're making me anxious inside because what that does by having a contrary opinion out there in front of my face, I now have to second guess everything that built the foundation of my security, the feeling of my security in the world. And I get it. Nobody wants to have to uproot every, the whole way that they see themselves in the world. Nobody wants to know this as the truth. So on one level, I can understand it. But now you got to go, well, listen, I know you have the illusion of feeling safe because the government is taking control now <laughs> to, you know, to the next level. Uh, total surveillance state destroying and, and basically taking away your constitutional individual freedoms uh, one, one more by the day. Like it's as if they don't even exist anymore. They're breaking national and international laws they're, they're violating all kinds of different edicts, right? And, and yet that's strangely comforting to people because what are they really afraid of? They're afraid of responsibility. They're afraid of freedom. 
They're afraid of being wrong. They're afraid of the insecure feeling that comes with exploring things, exploring ideas, searching for truth, knowing that you might not yet have it, but that you must keep going and working for it, getting up and applying yourself, learning how to tune out all that negative noise that's in your head about how all the things you don't like about yourself or all the ways you feel in incompetent or all the ways you feel you don't measure up or whatever. The media and these people know how to play you like a piano to the point where you're not actually acting autonomously anymore, but you think you are. And the, it all of that goes away the moment we listen to, I think, some of the greatest wisdom givers and thinkers and geniuses the world has ever seen that have tried for centuries to communicate to the human race that you have all the tools you need built within you and you don't need to be directed every second of every day by these criminals, right? And you can think for yourself and you can reclaim your feeling and you co-create reality. And if you get up and you believe it, you can achieve it. They don't want that shit out there. They want you in their little playhouse, in their control farm. And that's what this is. And what, what's freaking me out is how many people still, still, after the mountains of evidence that has been presented openly, it's not hidden. It's like five minutes. You can start finding stuff that contradicts what these people are saying at the top. And yet, after two years, still nothing. Well, it proves Carl Jung right when he said it, that people will do anything, no matter how absurd, uh, absurd to avoid facing their own soul, their own self, their own mind. And that's why we're in this pickle. But the good news is, a lot of us realize this. That's why we're here. That's why we have shows like this, to try to talk about not just the news of events, but to try to give different perspectives. That's why I bring different guests on this show, guys. I want to have different perspectives given to you because I also want different perspectives because only then do you get all the puzzle pieces on the table and then you have to go put them together. And that's the fun part. You are participating in your own knowledge, in your own life, in your own the development of your own mind. I know that's scarier than just having somebody give you the prescription of life. But is having somebody give you the prescription of life, life? Is that living? Is that living? You might go, well, it's surviving. Well, <laughs> but is, is, survive, is just surviving living? That's surviving. That's different. Living is something completely different. And humans have the ability to do that at a totally different level. And yet we're selling that out for the illusion of safety and security. And we're selling it to people who don't have your security and safety in mind when they're, when they're planning this stuff. This is why I pull my hair out. I don't care what, I feel like I don't even need to deeply research this Ukraine thing. I've already got all the information I need at this point. I mean, I'm gonna do it, I promise, because I do believe you need to cross your T's, dot your I's, get the facts, look at all the sides, but I've been doing this for long enough to just go, oh, seriously? Really? <laughs> You're going to wheel out George Bush Jr. to sell this? You're going to wheel out Tony Blair? Tony Blair? You're going to go listen to Tony Blair? <laughs> if, you're, if you're feeling like you have to live a life where someone gives you a prescription for life, 
at least, if you don't want to be autonomous and think for yourself and be a free, sovereign being, at least pick a better person to prescribe your life than Tony Blair or the Queen or George Bush or George Soros for us. Come on. Sorry, big rant. Let me. That's leading into the clip I'm going to play for you. Hold on, let me bring a clip up. We're going to do this clip. I just saw this today. I think it's interesting, and I want to talk about it. Let's do it. Say this correctly. Yes, okay. We know from the DMED database, the military's database, which we're looking at because that's our plaintiff class, that in 10 months of 2021, so not even the complete year, all causes, morbidity and mortality, have increased, according to the military's own numbers, by 1,100%, 1,100% over 2020. Among who? What was the population? Uh, between 18 and 40 was the DMED population, if memory serves. Uh, under, in the military mil- members. Military yes, numbers. You. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. That is the database that we're operating on. 1,100%? Yes, that's right. And if you if you look at the way that the charts go, and don't forget, I'm in the morbidity business. We underwrite accident, sickness, health, and disability insurance. If you look at the forecast, that should be in the neighborhood of 5,000% increase this year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is, a, this, is, this is genocide. You said it in the very beginning. Look, one easy way to look at this is really simple. It, if you look at all of the documentation, Pfizer's documentation, the, the, uh, we did mass spectrometry on their vials. We know what's in these things. And in fact, they even admit that they added an HIV protein into the shots for the purpose of disabling people's autoimmune. Right? They couldn't slip these lipid nanoparticles, which are in fact little bombers that carry pathogenic proteins. Um, to, to effectuate gene modification in the individual, gene therapy as they call it. In order to get those lipid nanoparticles past your cellular defense, your body's defense, they had to disarm your immune system. Yes. And they did that. It's in all the scientific papers. What they didn't do is undo that. So effectively, and when you talk to our expert, witness, they call it autoimmune deficiency syndrome. It's basically vaccine AIDS. And right now, they're coming to understand this. People are showing up HIV positive. People with three shots have no immune system left over whatsoever. There is no other way to characterize this other than intentional homicide, the unlawful taking of a human life, except that it's in large numbers, which makes it a genocide. So this is criminal. And we actually filed a criminal complaint. We we created one in March of uh, 2021. 20,000 of them were downloaded and filed all over the United States and the world. And until very recently, no law enforcement would take up the case or even investigate it. That's uh, called a conspiracy. It's yes. a very grand conspiracy. Yes. A vaccine-delivered AIDS epidemic. That's right. That's correct. In fact, what's really odd about that is now they're starting to uh, to open up the, the FEMA death camps, as I call them. They're quarantine centers under the intergovernmental agreements. And you will note, and I'll send you a copy of one, that the, the camps are not to discriminate for purposes of infectious disease, for purposes of who gets quarantined and who doesn't. They're not allowed to discriminate against people that are um, AIDS positive, HIV positive, because that would be the entire population of people that got those shots, particularly the Pfizer or Moderna shots. We know that those are the HIV proteins that they put in there in order to disable the immune systems. And the vaccinated people, uh, not knowing, they don't know that their immune system has been turned off. 
No. Then they're now vulnerable to all kinds of viruses and germs. That's right. And and they may die from something else and nobody connects it to the vaccine. That's exactly what's happening. And, and, you know, to your point, people don't even know that they have been participating as laboratory animals in a phase three clinical trial. None of these shots. Wow, pretty steep. I mean, but let me just say this. If you listen to that interview I did with Dr. Mikovits and you've been looking into this, you heard some of the final comments of Dr. Luc Montagnier, may he rest in peace, and many others, you know, Gerd van den Bosch and so many others that have been warning about this for a long time. They were warning about this stuff even before the vaccine came out because they had already started to get little hints of what technologies they were using, right? And what has happened to every single expert, doctor, nurse, practitioner, doesn't matter who has come out to try to even ask questions about this, let alone blow the whistle on it. They all get the same censorship, shunning, deplatforming, depersoning treatment. Every single one of them. Um, and in chapter seven, I'm going to go into the history of that. There's a history of this. It didn't just start with this pandemic. The censoring of science, the idea of medical heresy, basically, the medical heretics who dared to challenge the cult of the medics, um, they all get routed out. And you get to a point where you say, okay, they are, we, we have evidence that you can easily verify for yourself. I mean, you could probably just start talking to people you know, but evidence that you can easily verify for yourself that people, the more jabs these people are getting, the more sick they are getting. And the more instances of death and injury that we're seeing all over the world reported to the European agencies, the, you know, the CDC through VAERS. Um, and there's also apparently in America, there's 11 different reporting centers as well. And so if you add up all the numbers and those are grossly underreported, right? So if you add up all those numbers, even Canada started their own, it's not good at all. It's definitely not as accurate as it should be, but they did start um, a reporting center on the what's going on with these shots so you know we're just pooling all this data we're seeing what's going on with all these athletes i just saw again another tennis player is out there talking about how his his chest burns every day now every time he's out working out his chest burns and the pain is unbearable his lungs right and and all these collapsing footballers and all these collapsing tennis players and basketball players and all these kids and all the stories we don't hear about. And one of the craziest things, if you think about it, is that what this guy was even hinting at there, if they have basically unleashed this, I, I, basically what it is, is it's not HIV. The way Mikevitz explained it was that it's the envelope. It's the GP120. GP120. Just go look it up. GP120 HIV envelope. And just start reading all that. It's a lot of sciencey stuff, but... It's just, it's interesting to understand. So it's kind of, it's correct that it's not the virus doing any of this. And even the people that are getting injected with it, it's not the virus that's going to do anything. It's the envelope, the spike protein envelope. That is what causes the body to attack itself. There's your immune escape. So how this looks over the long term, oh my God. But here's the thing. So both Mikevitz and numerous others are out there saying, we can reverse this, pro this damage. 
when you understand that your God-given immune system is able to deal with anything when you prep it properly, when you feed it properly, when you give it what it needs. And don't forget, it's not just the physical body element. There's also the psychic connection as well, your mindset, everything, right? You're a whole package. So when you deal with health and when you're trying to reverse damage that's been done to you, you got to fight it with the whole package. So, but here's the problem. The world isn't ready to admit that this is the case. This is still a conspiracy theory to them. So how can you help people that aren't even willing to admit there's something that they need help with? And if they get sick, and I see it all over the place, people that are like, oh, I got my third jab and I am sick as a dog. I am just out of my feet. Wow. I'm so glad I got the vaccine. What? And you're telling me mind control doesn't exist? Why am I not dead? Why am I not sick? If I've gotten sick, I've dealt with it and I've been fine. Like, what's the difference, right? And so this is what you need to do. You need to keep researching. This is a lawyer that was being interviewed, bringing the evidence he's got. There's also... um, uh, Rents, who's been doing it. I keep forgetting his first name. Is it Tom Rents? He's that lawyer that's been also collecting a lot of data. Um, Reiner Fulmich, the testimony has been bombshells. I don't know if you guys have caught, they're like five or six hour streams. Um, you can follow his Telegram channel and you can get all that. I've been just catching what I can. And some of the testimony that he's getting from internationally acclaimed experts from different backgrounds, you know, journalists, people that work for the WHO, people that work for the CDC, people that work with Pfizer, people that work with all these different companies, investment bankers that watch the money trail right up prior before the 2008 collapse and then leading into this and how basically there's a shocking testimony on there where they're talking about how, well, the reason they need to kill everybody is because they are liable. They are liable for decades of experimenting on the human population and causing cancer, AIDS, SARS, MSRV, etc. Creating it, weaponizing it, unleashing it, people dying. And now this is all starting to come out. And so they can't allow you to survive this because they, you, they know you and everybody you know is going to hold them liable. It's a frightening situation, I know. But... How do you stress it? Like the only way it got to this point is because we weren't willing to admit the presence of evil in the world. We weren't willing to admit our own weaknesses, our own shortcomings, the fact that we were blinded, we were deceived. Our own ego won't let us admit that we were deceived. And so you can't help somebody that doesn't want to admit it. And I know the other side is just going to say, yeah, but Dave, you're the one who's deceived. You should be listening to Tony Fauci. And where do you go with that? You just go to the evidence, but they don't even want to see the evidence. So you can't win with them. So you don't try. What you try to do is talk to the people that will listen, think for themselves. And in the end, like I always say, you got to make up your own mind. I'm just here. My job is to present the side that's not being presented to you. That's how I see it. That's why I'm not going to bring Tony Fauci on my show. Although he's, (laughs) if he wants to come on and have a debate, that'd be great. But I doubt it. He hasn't even answered the call of his own colleagues. Um, And that is another point, isn't it? That none of these guys are up for a challenge. That none of these guys are up to defend their own own theories, their own statements, their own data, apparently, that we never get to really see. 
They're not showing up to defend themselves. They're just saying things. So I definitely believe that they didn't write that stuff in stone on the Georgia Guidestones for nothing. They didn't have decades of some of the most wealthy, royal, elite types of people talking about how we need to drastically reduce the human population. And we need to find a way to do it where people basically won't notice, right? Like, and like Josh had said earlier, it's kind of shocking to have researched all this for years and, and, and read it right from the, and listen right from the mouths of these people talking about what they were going to do. And then try to tell people that and go, guys, seriously, I was just listening to Tony Blair tell me this. He, he said it, or I was reading this book or, oh, go read Klaus Schwab's new book. He wrote it all down. It's right there. And they're doing exactly what it says in the book. You just follow the chapter and verse of it. I think we're on page 400 and something now, you know what I mean? Like, and people still won't look at it. So now that it's actually happening, it's kind of surreal because it's, it's not just reading anymore. It's not just learning about these sort of other narratives or reality. It's, uh, it's actually happening in real time. And so anyways, what do you guys think about that? Um, this whole Vades thing has anybody People, okay, so my experience is people are messaging me like crazy, telling me stories of friends and loved ones or even themselves that are getting, the, the main thing I'm seeing is this heart problem stuff. That's the main things that I'm seeing. I know, I know there's other issues as well. Let me know in the chat what you guys have been experiencing. But what really freaks me out in that regard is... Um, that we're only, how long has the vaccines been out? Like it's very, very new and we're still at the beginning of this. And if nothing gets done to stop it, I really don't know how this is going to go down because we need to have these people understand what's happened to them. And I'm wondering too, if, if damning information comes out about that, how are these people going to react? I would be more worried about the sheer panic and complete total psychological meltdown back to the primal state of the vast majority of human beings on the planet all at once if that happened, which is what makes me think that if there is, if there are people within the medical system, within the government, within that are, because I think there's good and bad people everywhere. The humanity, there's potential for either. So in every sector, in every group, there's going to be people that wake up and go, Hey, we're doing something really bad here and I can't do this anymore. And we're seeing a lot of these whistleblowers come out by the way. So that's good. But if there is a move happening to try to counter this, that move has to include offering up a solution to the people that are being informed about what the government just injected them with. Because if you just present this information as, guys, they just basically gave you autoimmune deficiency. Um, <laughs> you better have some good news to come along with it or we're going to have a zombie apocalypse. That's my concern. Is I'm more afraid of the crowd stomping, the, stomping through the streets furious and freaking out than I would be of even the government doing stuff. So that's one concern I have. What do you guys think is going to happen? Heart issues now too. Someone saying, my son has had three jabs. I want him to get tested for HIV, but he will brush me off. Yeah. They think I'm crazy when I suggest the new issue is due to the vax. 
Yeah, well, that's the thing. They're not going to admit it, are they? Because we're dealing with the ego. We're dealing, the ego, and remember, let's understand how the ego works, okay? In a, in a very basic way. It is a way that, it is a part of your brain. Now, the, we can actually get into the idea of where the ego was born from, which would have been ancient trauma and all of that. But um, just on a basic level, the ego is there to be your little defense system and to help scan the environment and to help you interface with reality. So the ego itself is just a tool that you have in your toolkit that you should be able to basically train because it's kind of like a, the ego acts like a child, right? So you have to be compassionate with it, but you also have to, you know, you got to break it in. And a lot of people aren't trained to break it in. They're just letting the ego run wild and it now rules the roost instead of what we like to call an unslave, the imperial self, the, the true self that you have, who you really are. And that is what's supposed to be directing your life and your mind is who you really are. The ego comes in as the interface with reality and it's there to be your defense system and to scan for threats and all of that. But the problem with letting that thing run your mind and, and the house of your being is that trauma and, and that fear and that anxiety will force that ego into a closed system. So logic will not penetrate that mind that is run by the ego. There's no logic or reason that's possible in that situation anymore because you have no ability for higher order thinking when that is blocking your, it's a filter. It's a filter. So people are filtering their reality, right? But that filter is also now going to be working against people because if you try to tell them, hey, have you seen this report from Dr. Peter McCullough or have you seen this information over here? They don't even want to see it. A, a rational human would sit down and go, oh, I've never heard of that before. I'm curious to take a look. Yeah. But people are so petrified that you might actually be right, that they're going to, you're watching the mental gymnastics happen. I've seen it in real time, talking to people. You just sit there and watch their eyes, like go in zillion directions, trying to find scanning for an argument, scanning for a defense. That's the ego because they're desperately trying to avoid what you're saying. Because if what you're saying is true, there goes their entire paradigm of the world. So that's what we're up against. This is why I've said it, and Michael and I have said it on Unslave for since the beginning. This is a war on consciousness. This is a war on consciousness. This is a war on your mind. And the solution to all these vax injured people won't happen until the solution to their inner meltdown, their inner psychological this destruction that was done to their psyche is fixed first because you need them to be open to wanting help and wanting the truth in order to be able to get the help that they need. You know what I mean? So that's the challenge that we're going to have. It's going to be hard, you know? Irish eyes saying, hi, just catching this show. Most of my family have had COVID, including my 86 year old father, and we all survived. <laughs> there you go. Same. I've had, I've had whatever this is. I've had lots of flus. I've had lots of things. You're going to get things. You're going to get things in life. You know, there's, there's a million and one ways to die, my friends. But how do you want to live? I keep coming back to that. Do you want to survive? Do you want to just exist? Or do you want to live? This metaverse thing, that's not living. That's just brain candy. And that you will go through the paces with that. This synthetic, artificial reality, thinking it's all cool and everything. 
And I'm not saying there aren't parts of it that could be very beneficial, but the, I'm talking about the, the real agenda with that, right? The complete absorption of human beings into a synthetic universe and a complete extraction from the natural world. I don't think that's healthy. I don't care how you slice it. I don't care how many medical advances you think it's going to be made with this technology. It's not worth the price of losing what it means to be human in the process. Okay. That's just my take. You can call me a Luddite or whatever you want, but, um, when it comes to the fact that we've all survived things and that there's, we, we were built, our immune systems were built in battle. Our immune systems were built in learning how to fight off a variety of different things in the world, right? And how we've been taught how to not trust that anymore and instead trust these pharmaceutical companies with our lives even saying it, I, I'm trying to grasp how that's possible, but I know how it is because of all those dynamics of consciousness I was talking about and how they know, they know how to manipulate it. It's propaganda. It's, it's public relations at a high level. They know how to keep beating you over the head with it until you believe it. Right. And fear works. Fear works. Fear and virtue, fear and fake virtue seems to be the, the ingredients for this to work. If you can keep people afraid, they'll do what you want. If you can also get them to feel like they're being virtuous when they're not, but they can pretend they are, everybody will jump on that. Everybody will jump on that. So it's the truth of all this that's what's going to save us, right? But that's, has, that's something that has to happen on an individual level. You can't force people to, to buy into the truth, right? Yeah, oh, nice. Purple, that was a good one. Was it Purple, purple Mike? The devil doesn't come with a red cape and horns. He comes as all your heart's desires. That's right. That's right. Obviously, right? Not as obvious to some, apparently. Oh, she's saying, I treated my father. So this is the same uh, Irish eyes is saying, I treated my father with quercetin, zinc, and vitamin D. Dr. Zelenko's protocol from New York. Good. And how did it go, Irish eyes? You said that he survived. Is he doing okay now? I hope he's doing okay. I hope I make it to 86. My goal is to get past 100. That's my goal. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Just going through some of these comments here. Yeah, the Ukraine shiny ball is to distract us from Vades. I think so. And I think also, it's not that it's all orchestrated. It's that things are happening because this really is a war. This really is like they are managing something here that's even beyond them because they're dealing with the forces of nature as well. You can plan as much as you want. You can come up with the perfect conspiracy, the perfect battle plan. You can have all the intelligence in the world. You can have all the, and I mean, I'm talking about like Intel. You can have all of the codes of, of human psychology sitting with you while you're plotting out your plan. You can have all the, the details down that you think you need in order to make the plan work and still a curveball will come. Like, because that's just how life is. That's how nature is. Nobody can play God. They, they really can't. There's too many variables. And so... The fact that so many people are seeing this is the positive sign, but 
Um, my question is, when do we get rid of the media? Like, when does that go? Because that's been the bane of our existence. That's the, the real adversary. Um, they're not the orchestrators. They're just the mouthpiece, but they are what plant this into the minds of the public and craft the narrative and create the cult followers. If they're gone, I wonder what kind of a world it would be. I wonder what the natural setting of humanity is because I feel like it's easy to cast big accusations at everybody for falling for everything because I know it's frustrating. I do it. We all do it. We're all trying to make sense of it. But in the end, um, this is something that we have to understand is beyond a lot of us, right? Like we all have a personal choice to make, but at the same time, we are under attack by a pretty sophisticated system with a lot of ins and outs and a lot of complicated moving parts. And so do we fault everybody for not understanding that? I mean, we understand that it's scary to learn about it, but I'm just trying to come at it from the other side because this is evil. This is diabolical in my mind what they've done, especially the fact that they've been grooming. Look what they're doing to these kids, right? There's kids that have been raised in COVID. That's all they know is this, all this protocols and stuff that we never used to do before they even existed. And yet they don't know anything else. That's frightening to me. And then remember that conditioning of that kind happened under different circumstances in previous generations. So my generation had its type of program run on it. So People that are, I'm going to be 40 in April. When, at that age, we're all going, we were all exposed to a certain kind of programming conditioning. My parents were exposed to a different wave of it, right? It happens in every age, in every generation. And as things are moving in history, you know, we see basically different plays. And then what you got to do is look at the similarities between all those different programs like what happened with my generation, the generation before, right? What are the similarities? The events or the excuses or the, the trends may have changed, but the, blue, the, the, the blueprint, I should say, the blueprint is the same that they use. And so do you fault people for that? Uh, to what level do we cast such judgment on everybody? You know, and I'm speaking myself too, because I don't want to be that person. That's like, I don't like those holier than thou people. That's not what this is about. I'm here and I get angry sometimes at these people because I care. I care about humanity. I, I, I have empathy. I don't want to see people fall for such, an, such a brutal lie that's going to lead to destruction, the destruction of our country, the destruction of our freedom, the destruction of what it means to be human, and possibly even the destruction of your life and your children's lives for four generations minimum. The kind of damage that has been predicted by a lot of these experts by at the hands of these shots alone, let alone the psychological toll of having to, a two-year program run on people. And then, of course, there's been many other programs as well, but this is massive. This is massive. So what can I say to you guys to cheer you up? <laughs> All I can say is that, listen, you're tuning into this kind of a show on this kind of a platform for a reason. And that means whether you agree with everything I'm talking about or not, we agree on this. We agree that we should be able to think for ourselves and we should be able to speak our minds freely without being censored. That's why we're on Foxhole, DLive, Rockfin, 
pilled, right? Twitch, although Twitch is apparently cracking down. We'll see how long I last on there. Um, but the good news is that you're here. The good news is that I'm pretty sure just seeing the chat that we at least all agree that we shouldn't just be believing what we're told blindly. We should be investigating these things. We should look into them. And we're all trying to figure out solutions to this stuff. We're all trying to piece together these clues and get a picture of the world. And we're all debating and discussing and trying to figure out what's really happening, which is healthy. Let's just keep it peaceful and respectful. And then we're also trying to figure out solutions moving forward. My best solutions so far start on the individual level. That's because that's what I know. I've kind of been a lone wolf my life. I'm a very social person, but when I default to being a lone wolf. So I default to thinking, well, I can't control other people. So all I can do is work on what, what I can do for myself. So I know that I'm not taking any of these shots. I'm not doing any of this stuff. I know that I'm going to research and think for myself. What other people do is up to them. That's kind of where I start. So that's where a lot of my work and a lot of my show is going to be centered is around what can you do? When we start getting to the collective level, I start thinking, well, let's get local. If they're going global, we go local. We just do the opposite. This is what Rosa Corey had recommended when she exposed all the Agenda 21 stuff. And may she also rest in peace. We sadly lost her last year. Um, this is what every, look at all the interviews I've done. Almost every guest is echoing the same solution in the end, if you pay attention, because it's really the only option, right? Is you go local. They, they started building the globalist government infrastructure at the local level. They didn't start from the global level and work their way down. That was another important distinction that really helped me get a picture of this, was to really see it, not seeing it top down, really, but seeing it that they went grassroots. They came in and took over the culture. That was their target, these, these strategists, these deep state Fabian people. Their target was the culture because they lost, they lost the de debate of history and economics and all that. So they had no other place to go. It's like, it's kind of like a virus where when you corner it off, where it can't attack and survive off of uh, anywhere, other areas of your body because you have an immune system resistance mounting there, but then there's those weak points that we all have. Well, then that's where it's going to focus the attack because it's just looking to feed. It's just looking to live off of you like a parasite, right? So it's looking for a weak, easy entry. And that's how this agenda works as well, because that's how psychopaths think. They're looking for an opportunity at all times. That's all they care about. <laughs> Don't, doesn't matter how many bodies they got to bury, just get to the target. That's it, right? So they look for the weak points. Well, they couldn't, they couldn't attack the, at the time, they couldn't attack the economy. They took, up, they took that down later, but in order for them to attack the economy, notice that they had to hijack the culture first because the culture means they control the narrative of the population that really is the economy. We're the economy. You and me and everybody else you know are the economy, not the economists. Not the economists. They are not the economy. Not the government. They are not the economy. They are the enemy of the economy. Um, we are the economy. So they knew they couldn't just create a, 
a, a one world system and a digital ID and a global currency and one, one ring to rule them all. They knew they couldn't just get away with that. They knew they needed our compliance. They needed our allegiance. And that's why they had to attack the culture. And that's why they go after the young. That's why they go after the schools and the universities. That's why they go after the Hollywood, the media, the music industry. That's where you will find them. That's why they go after all of the holy sacraments of our society, like the health field, the world, the religious institutions, the charitable foundations, all the things that fly the flag of goodness and virtue and we're here to help each other. That's where they attacked. And look the success. So then what do we do? You go with what works. They just showed us what works, didn't they? They went local to the global level. That's what we do. That's what the trucker thing was about. It was the first shot of that fight. Well, it wasn't the first, but because this has been a long battle. But in recent times, that was the first big shot was the idea that, hey, av average middle class people can stand up in a peaceful show of noncompliance against government tyranny. And whether it works to sway the government or not is besides the point from the fact that it worked on the cultural level that I just told you was what they attacked. That was their target. So the target of, say, the trucking convoy or the truth movement or any of these movements that have grown up of people that are starting to go, wait a minute, something's going on here. Our target must also be the culture. Our target must also be to bring the truth as we see it to our friends and family, to the people that will listen, to have conversations, to prove to people we're not all the things that the media is saying we are. We're not racist, homophobic, you know, what's the other terms? Conspiracy theorists, extremists, terrorists, whatever, <laughs> whatever words they're going to use. We're not those things. We are rational, sane, moral, empathetic human beings that want, we're not just looking for our freedom and for us to know the truth. We want freedom for you and we want you to see the truth as well. This is definitely the cool table to sit at, okay? And that's, that's how we work because they just told all the young people over multiple generations that all they had to do was just put something up and say, this is the cool thing now. And everybody's like, oh, that's the cool thing now. All right. So, Let's do what they did. Let's create good media. Let's create good information. Let's find a way that maybe we can be better. This is my critique, and I'm putting myself in the same critique here, okay? Maybe we could even be even more diplom diplomatic. And again, only f I'm talking to the, I'm talking for people that we're trying to reach that are willing to even listen, okay? Our advertisement has to be better. I'll say this, the, the, the people that are in the liberty freedom movements typically aren't as creative, sadly. Sadly, right? There's, they're very logical types of people, which you need because the world is running as far away from logic as humanly possible. So we need logical thinking people. But the problem with people who are dominantly logic, logical and rational, which is good, but they don't really have the other systems on for the most part. So whereas the other side of this, the cultural Marxists, they live in the creative world because they know that that's the toolbox. They know that they can win you with symbolism and subliminal messaging 
better than they can with conscious messaging. So while let's say your freedom advocates out there are trying to win the debate by printing off all nine pages of the Pfizer data, which would help another logical person understand what's going on. And they're trying to give all that information to those people that have been programmed by Hollywood. And they're wondering why there's a disconnect. It's because those people have not been trained or don't, or don't gravitate towards thinking like that. They don't even think on that level of logic, like the way you're thinking. They're not going to read all those pages and then go look up all the names of all those conditions and then trace it and follow the money. They're not going to do, they don't think like that. They just want to get back to the surfboard. They just want to get back to the party. They don't want to hear all this bad news that they were lied to for two years, right? So, but the only reason they got put into that mode of thinking was because this, these propagandists, they know how to make COVID trendy, how to make it cool, how to make it cool to stand for Ukraine, which again, stand for Ukraine. I, I don't want anything bad to happen to Ukraine, okay? But these are, this is how they work. They work on that level of your emotions. And so you can't even talk anymore. You can't even critique. This is Orwellian speak. You can't critique anything because the very title of the thing is a very humanistic, virtuous thing. So they hide behind that title as like a shield that says, see, we're good. We're doing the good. You got to follow us. Meanwhile, they're evil. <laughs> they're, they're criminals. They don't care. They have no empathy. They're psychopaths, right? I'm talking at the top. So what am I saying here? I'm putting a lot out and I'm just kind of ranting here, but I'm just trying to pull this all together um, and, and just say one piece of advice that I have, and I'm taking this on board for myself as well, is to be better at the way we communicate information, to be more effective, not to just say things because they make you feel better. It was actually a gift that I was blocked from Twitter for a week because I realized I spent way too much of my time starting arguments with people that didn't deserve my time. My kids deserve my time. My work that I'm doing that is positive and that I think is very effective deserves my time. You deserve my time. Not those trolls, right? But I'm a fighter and I don't back down. And I, I'm also curious. And, but you know what? I've got all my answers. I already got the answers I need from getting into that to know what we're dealing with here. But instead of that, let's put our energy, and I'm making this as a claim. I'm not going to say let's. I'm going to say I. I, David Whitehead, want to put an intention out right now that I choose to use my mind and my energy to focus on things that will be more effective, that will be productive, and that will work towards the solution. I want to orientate my mind towards that instead of getting caught up in the battles all the time. And it's hard for me to stay away from the battles because I don't mind it. All right. I kind of, it, it's comforting to me. I grew up in a dojo. I tested every doubt I ever had about myself in combat. And so I'm geared towards using that as an interface, peaceful content, I'm not, nothing crazy. I use that as an interface for how do I figure things out. But it's also a, the, the negative side of it is that you get pulled into drama and you get pulled into these, these digital fistfights with people that might not even be human beings. They might just be bots or troll farms. You don't even know. And you're wasting your time. I'm talking to myself. So I'm, done, I'm, I'm not saying I, I will be able to resist it all the time, um, but I just 
I feel like that's a good model. What do you guys think? Is that, I think that's a good direction. That's why I've worked really, really hard on this Cult of the Medic series to try to put a good mix of just solid information in very quick, watchable clips that you can look at on, and it stimulates the creative brain and then also integrates some, you know, some advanced knowledge and, and the wisdom of some of the great minds that I'm bringing to your attention in this series to activate some creative thinking, to leave you with questions. I'm not here to answer all the questions. That's not the point of the series. Actually, the point of the series is to give you more questions because it's the question that leads you to the truth, not the answer, unfortunately. Um, and, and to make something positive that's going to actually be effective in hopefully reaching people that otherwise wouldn't have been reached because it's such a combative environment right now. It's such a divided environment and it's all about, it's, it's just devolved into name calling and their walls are up and our walls are up and it's just, nobody's communicating anymore. And what's freak what's the reason I'm even thinking like this is because I know we have a common enemy. One side of this just doesn't realize that. So we can either keep fighting each other or we can find a way to do the best that we can to, this is what I loved about the truckers was the resolve that there were many temptations for conflict. There were many temptations to fight back physically and they didn't. They held the line, they kept it peaceful, they kept it about unity, love, freedom, truth, justice, didn't break any of the laws. They're just trying to say they did, but they didn't. They just broke a couple parking infractions and who gives a shit? That's another criminal enterprise of itself. Um, and that kind of snapped me out of it a bit. I got to be honest with you. I learned a lesson from watching and covering those truckers. And I need to catch up on what's going on with the USA truckers. How you guys doing over there? But I learned something about that. I learned that there is a more effective approach than just fighting back all the time. And I'm not saying don't fight, but I'm just saying we're at a point where we need to start thinking of a different way to deal with this. Because sadly, a lot of people have been pulled into a spell. That's what it is. So you're not even talking to that person anymore. You're talking to the programmed machine in front of you. It's not, it's different. So we got to find a way to get around it. Anyways, guys, those are my thoughts. That's just kind of speaking out loud. Um, I hope you enjoyed the interview with Josh. I'm going to wrap things up because this is already over time. Um, please stay tuned for Thursday, Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. And we're going to be doing a live viewing right here for chapter seven. I'm really proud of it. I'm really excited to show it to you guys. It took a lot of hard work. I, have, I really have no idea, <laughs> but it was good. It's been very, very good. It's been positive and I hope it has a positive effect. I was able to keep this one under an hour. So it's a 57 minutes. So we did it. We did a good job. And the amount of information I packed in that thing, <laughs> you better put your seatbelt on for this one, guys. But you're going to enjoy it, I think. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and let's do this again sometime, shall we? Stay frosty, my friends. Don't worry. Truth is going to win in the end. Just watch. Cheers, everybody.